Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Sign up for the newsletter so you never miss an update. Grizzly Digital Network. We'd like to thank our corporate sponsors for making today's broadcast possible and you, the fans, for tuning in. It's time for some Grizzly softball. Now, let's go live to the voice of the Grizzlies, Matt Mahoney. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Championship Saturday in Lawrenceville, Georgia, on the campus of George Winnett College. We are live from the Grizzly Softball Complex where today, both the Ashford Saints and the Georgia Gwinnett Grizzlies will fight for program history in their team's first ever conference title. Hello again, everybody. I'm Matt Mahoney alongside my broadcast partner, John Peters. And, John, teams prepare all season long for this moment that is at their front doorstep. The answer to the question we will find out in seven innings will be who is ready for that opportunity. Well, it's going to be all about heart and preparation execution. When you have the, when you have a team that's uh, sat here, the Grizzlies got to sit here and watch and scout a little bit this whole last game. But you saw an Ashford team that came out here with 17 hits, nine runs. They're now batting in this tournament 456 as a team. So you've got uh, three great pitchers for the Grizzlies who've watched closely every hitter. They know the scouting report now. It's going to be some execution, but also, as we said, the heart to hate push it through to the end. The Grizzlies 3-0 here in the bracket as they took down Kentucky Christian 3-2 on Thursday, bounced back in the afternoon to take down Houston Victoria 6-2, and then defeated this Ashford team in, a, in an exciting and emotional 10-inning contest. One-run victory for the Grizzlies, 7-6 to advance to this 12-30 game. A little different route for Ashford. They also won two games on Thursday for the Saints, 9-1 over British Columbia, 5-2 over top-seeded San Marcos, and then earlier, uh, excuse me, last night they lost to the Grizzlies, and then earlier this morning took down Houston Victoria, 9-1. Grizzlies 3-0, Ashford 3-1, meaning a true double-elimination tournament, John. Grizzlies only need one win to claim the AI championship. Meanwhile, Ashford needs two wins to eliminate the Grizzlies. Well, and these two teams obviously yesterday played <laughs> quite a battle. I mean, it would, you know, today is a big boxing match later, and you think about how many times were these teams down and out, and they came up off the mat, and they went right back at it. And, and finally, in the bottom of the 10th inning, the Grizzlies with the knockout punch with the win. And, and so we may see that again right here. We will turn things over to our public address announcer, Mr. Clay Trainum, for today's starting lineups. 
Fans, welcome to today's second game between Georgia Gwinnett College and Ashford. Let's meet the starters for each team, beginning with the visiting team on the scoreboard, the Georgia Gwinnett Grizzlies. Leading off and playing first base, number 12, Cassidy Littlefield. Batting second and in right field, number 34, Mary Burke. Batting third and playing short, number one, Abby Holsey. Batting fourth and catching, number 10, Alicia Fields. Batting fifth and playing second base, number five, Haley Thompson. Batting sixth and playing third base, number 88, Chelsea Palazzo. Batting seventh and in left field, number 14, Jordan Phones. Batting eighth, the designated player, number 23, Alyssa Hathcote. And batting ninth and in center field, number double zero, Tori Heineman. Pitching will be number 24, Kayla Byram. And the Grizzlies are coached by Kat Eilenberg. And now the starters for the home team on the scoreboard, the Ashford Saints. Leading off and in center field, number zero, Peyton Geeding. Batting second and in left field, number 47, Allie Clayson. Batting third and in right field, number 35, Alex Bitto. Batting fourth, the designated player, number 30, Sierra Spayu. Batting fifth and catching, number 29, Shelby Hobelman. Batting sixth, the second baseman, number 23, Kalen Olemeyer. Batting seventh and playing third base, number 19, Brianna De La Rosa. Batting eighth and playing first base, number six, Taylor Ellistad. And batting ninth and playing short, number one, Maggie Bergeson. Pitching will be number four, Nicole Schmidt. And the Saints are coached by Kevin Jonish. Let's play ball. Truer words have never been spoken on a beautiful Saturday afternoon here in Lawrenceville, Georgia, just outside the Atlanta metro area. Temperatures are a beautiful 72 degrees at first pitch. Barely a wind going to breeze in this contest as the defensive lineup for the Saints looks like this in the outfield from left to right. Clayson, Geating, and Biddo around the horn. Delarosa, Bergeson, Olmeyer, Elstad, and Hobelman. And inside the center circle for Ashford University will be Nicole Schmidt, the co-AII pitcher of the year. John, we saw her yesterday. She is nothing short of phenomenal. And literally the Saints are going to get on her back for the rest of the day. Absolutely. And, and the Saints showed a lot in that last game against Houston Victoria as we talked early on that the offensive lineup usually would depend on those first two hitters of Geating and Clayson. However, the first six at-bats, they only had one hit, and yet they were out 6-1. to one. So the middle of the order, even the bottom of the order, came through for Coach Johnish. And so uh, just a, a good battle coming up here, I believe. And, of course, you know a lot more about this Grizzly squad, but uh, we've watched this Ashford team several games now in this tournament, and there's some impressive things that we've seen, the pitching as well as the hitting. Offensively for Kat Allenberg, her lineup looks like this. Littlefield, Burke, Holsey in the top. In the middle, Fields, Thompson, and Palazzo. And down at the bottom, Phones, Hathcote, and Heidemann. The Grizzlies will wear the whole white uniforms hanging out in the third base dugout. Meanwhile, Ashford will be in the yellow tops, black letters, black numbers, black pants. A little bit of purple trim there hanging out in the first base dugout. Again, do not get it twisted. Even though we're playing at the Grizzly softball complex where the Grizzlies are 25-2, and two, we will be the visitors on the scoreboard here for the 12-30 championship matchup and so time and time again we saw it three times in extra innings last night and what better way to get us going here for the 2015 softball championship we get best on best Nicole Schmidt versus Cassie Littlefield Schmidt likes what she sees from Hobelman first pitch 
Misses upstairs for a ball. We're underway with softball here in Gwinnett County. Cassie Littlefield, no introduction needed. The unanimous AII Player of the Year. First team All-American from a year ago. Working on a ballot that will bring her that second nod here in 2015. First pitch misses. Second one pops up and out of play to the left side. John, we saw it in the first game today, an elimination game for the Saints. They were the visitors, put up a five spot in the very first inning. They didn't stay at the hotel. They checked into the ballpark. They're ready to go here. I would hope the Grizzlies would do the same here, and it starts with number 12 in the box. It definitely was a hot start, and and that allowed Schmidt to actually get about three innings off. Yepsen came in to give her a little bit of a break, which may be key here as well. Littlefield chopper the right side. Climbing the ladder is going to be Elstad. She'll glove it. Step on the bag at first. Four out number one. Tall first baseman goes up and gets it. So the senior from Socom, Alabama is retired, and this will bring up the right fielder in Mary Burke. Elstad about 5'11 down there at first, and uh, she hadn't had that height. That might have been a very difficult play. Mary Burke is a tournament MVP candidate for the Grizzlies hitting in this two-hole. First pitch to Burke. Takes it upstairs for a ball, 1-0. John, it's interesting here. The longer you're going to see Schmidt the better chance the Grizzlies have to be successful. We saw that evident yesterday as the game went into extra innings. The Grizzlies scored more runs in the 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th inning than they did the first six. And so now you kind of stare in at Schmidt and go, hey, I've been here before. Let's have some more productive bats a lot sooner in this contest. And she's working on her 25th, 26th inning here in three days, which is a lot of pitching. 2-0 to Burke. Swung on. This one's fouled straight back. Two and one. Again, check on that rise ball from Schmidt. She likes to throw it for the strike, likes to get a lot of pop-ups. The Grizzlies can try to get on top of that ball. We're looking for ground ball line drive base hits today for the green and gray. Very cool customer in the circle. Two balls, one strike. Schmidt fires in. Burke pokes this one to left center field. Twisting away from Giddy, makes a diving catch and robs a base hit. What a play by the center fielder for the States. Peyton Giddy goes web jam on us in the top of the first inning, and that's out number two here in the frame. Well, Matt, you can talk about speed, and I'll talk about speed, and it'll probably keep coming up, and that's the speed of this team not only on defense but on offense with over 100 steals right around 105 now. But uh, you saw it right there on that play in center field. Giddy robs a base hit versus Burke against any other team on the schedule this season for the Grizzlies. That is a double and more for Mary Burke. Instead, she's retired for out number two, and this brings up the hero from uh, yesterday evening, Abby Holsey, with a walk-off double off the left field wall. Scored Burke, and the Grizzlies won in walk-off fashion in the bottom of the 10th. Holsey turns this one around to Geating. Geating playing deep, comes in a couple steps, makes the catch, and retires the Grizzlies. One, two, three inning for Schmidt in the Saints. Starts off well for Ashford. We go to the home half. Championship day here on the Grizzly Digital Network. Hi, I'm Dr. Darren Wilson, Director of Athletics at Georgia Gwinnett College. While you're watching today's broadcast, I wanted to highlight the academic accomplishments of our players who stand out in the classroom. Academic success is a vital part of the experience at GGC, and for our students who earn a 3.0 or higher semester GPA, they have their name added to the AD's honor roll. With team GPAs as high as 3.7, we've had excellent performance to date and over 50 athletes per semester earning AD honor roll distinction. So while you're enjoying the athletic feats of our players today, know that your Grizzlies are doing us proud in the classroom as well. 
There you can see the full bracket plus upcoming game times from both tournaments as well as a live tournament video. Once again, that's grizzlyathletics.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, here to the Grizzly Digital Network. We go to the bottom of the first inning. Defensively for the Grizzlies in the outfield from left to right. Phones, Heineman, and Burke. Around the horn, Palazzo, Holsey, Thompson, and Littlefield. Back behind the plate will be Alicia Fields. And inside the center circle will be the K-Train herself. And Kayla Byram will tow the rubber against the Ashford lineup of Geating, Clayson, Biddo in the top in the middle. Spyu, Hobelman, Olmeyer at the middle. And at the bottom, Delarosa, Elstad, and Bergeson. As Caleb Byron will tow the rubber for the Grizzlies on championship Saturday. These two teams, top pitching-wise, ERA in the tournament right at 2.0, both teams. First pitch from Byron misses upstairs for a ball, 1-0. We saw Caleb Byron come in a relief appearance against Kentucky Christian with laser-like focus. Went four-plus innings work without giving up a hit. In total, five and two-thirds innings and scattered three hits, and the Grizzlies won by one run, three to two. And, John, it's safe to say, without Caleb Byram in that game number one on Thursday, we wouldn't be here in the position we're at at 3-0. Yeah, that Kentucky Christian team, the number six seed, really pushing the envelope against a couple of good teams. One ball, one strike. Geating takes that one for a ball, two and one. Byram, much different pitcher than what the Saints saw yesterday in Katie Lang or even Ashley Bikey. Byram has strikeout potential with 76 strikeouts and 89 innings pitched. A powerful right arm that will heave toward the plate. Ground ball to the right side. Thompson gloves it, throws it. Bang, bang. In time for out number one. Well, on display right there was the speed as you saw Geating hustling down that line. Just a routine ground ball to second base, and she almost beats it out. So with one out, nobody on. This brings up the left fielder and Allie Clayson. Clayson also left-handed here. First three spots, all southpaws with the aluminum in their hand. First pitch swung on, high chopper. Thompson gloves it again, going to a right. Another quick throw, another quick play, and another quick out. Great play on the infield, and, and these that's the advantage of having watched, not only played this team, but able to sit back and watch them play a game just in the last hour. And you wonder why the right side of that infield inverts versus the left-handed hitters. That's the reason why right there, because if Thompson plays back normally like she does right now, both those runners are safe. Beto not quite the speed of those top two hitters. Beto digs in the left side, takes the first pitch for a strike 0-1. Beto, a senior out of Chicago Heights, Illinois, playing right field. Again, the top three spots. Playing all three outfield positions. 0-1. Swung on, popped up left side. Palazzo giving a chase, but it'll head toward Josh Wright, our on-field cameraman. I don't know if he can get to that one. I don't know either. I don't know too many people that can get to that one. <laughs> Sitting on top of the cage. Bit on 0-2 count. Byron kicks and fires. This is off the plate. Ball one. Not a bad spot. There's that slider that 
Byram loves, and it's going to be interesting to see if those slappers from the left side give up on that curveball that starts off the plate and tails back over the outside corner. One ball, two strikes. Byron fires. Swung on, popped up, out of play. Fido stays alive at one and two. Well, Fields does a great job on that pitch of framing it right there on that corner as well. Even if it's off the corner. Yeah. Looks like it's on the corner. Grizzlies went down in order. One, two, three in the first. Saints trying to avoid that in the bottom half of the inning. All-speed pitch blocked up by Fields. Things are even at two and two. Matt, it looks like, I don't know if it's going to happen, but it looks like the wind is trying to switch a little bit and go out, which would be interesting. Two balls, two strikes, two out. This is wild. Trains are coming. Swung on. Slice foul again toward the cages on the third base <laughs> dugout. Josh is going to need a ladder to get both those balls out. And we've not seen the wind blowing out this entire tournament. It's been blowing in against that. Right-handed hitter. Now it's, it's shifting out a little bit. Two balls, two strikes, two out. Byron fires. Swung on again. This one's lifted foul and out of play. Left side. These at-bats are just magnified in a championship game like this. A battle of Biddo and Byram. Who can win this mini tug-of-war in, in between the big battle? Deuces wild again. Here it comes. Swung on, foul tipped. Ten pitch at bat here. <laughs> For Bitto against Byram. And you ask Byram, what are you seeing right now? She's only just seeing the target of that glove. And you see, ask the batter, and all they're seeing is that pitch come in. So it's the focus is so great, as you said. Deuces Wild trains are coming again. Swung on, come back right to Byram. She'll glove it at the belt buckle, step and throw over the little field. And that is out number three. Great job by Caleb Byram. Induces three ground ball outs. And retires the Saints lineup in order. One, two, and three. We've played one scoreless contest on the Grizzly Digital Network. It's time to gear up, Grizzly fans. Right now, you can find all the latest Grizzly gear to support your team by visiting the Georgia Gwinnett College official bookstore inside the Student Center. Or simply shop online anytime, anywhere by visiting ggc.bncollege.com. From hats and t-shirts to jackets and one-of-a-kind collectibles, you can find it all with the official GGC Bookstore. Plus, on game day, be sure to swing by the merchandise table at the stadium. So pick up your favorite item today and show your Grizzly spirit. Go Grizzlies! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, here to the Grizzly Digital Network. Due up for the Grizzlies in the top of the second. Yes, we'll be the visitors in this contest. Even though we're playing at home, the way the bracket has situated itself for the championship. Grizzlies were the home team last night versus Ashford. And then this morning, Ashford was the visitors versus Houston Victorian. So they have the honors of being the home team with the most recent game being home and away. As Alicia Fields takes the first pitch for a strike. 0-1 Fields, the junior, and Elk Grove, California, digs into the right side. This Grizzly team in the tournament batting 330 as a team, but uh, Ashford has that last game, 456, uh, just unheard of. Schmidt has one hit, has one miss, things are even at 1-1. One and, one. and yet, 1-2-3, one, first inning. 
This one swung on by Fields, popped up and over the netting. Count one and two. Want to, uh, a little programming note for all of our fans out there. We're actually hosting the AII baseball and AII softball tournament simultaneously. We're at championship day at softball and day one over at baseball is going on right now. So busy day for the Grizzlies trying to win a championship in softball and trying to defend another one with the first pitch just going underway about an hour ago. Fields puts a charge into one in center, but more fly balls go to die into the glove of Peyton Geating. It's out number one. That's her third put out already, and uh, you see a good outfield there in center field particularly. Has to be strong. Your shortstop position, we've talked about that as well. So with one out, nobody on this brings up Haley Thompson. First pitch, rise ball in there for a strike. 0-1, Haley Thompson may be on the ticket for tournament MVP as well as she's played this week. That was your question first thing this morning. I asked who was leading hitter in the tournament coming into today, and you knew right away it was Haley Thompson at 600, 6 of 10. Last time I checked, that's pretty good. It's not bad. I'm sure you did better than that, right? No. <laughs> I think you cut 600 in half, and that was a good day that for this guy. That was a good guy. day. All, all, all hitters, yes. One ball, one strike. Smith from the right, Thompson from the right. That one upstairs. Thompson doesn't like that. It's one and two. Yeah, last time we hit 600 might have been Little League, I guess. <laughs> I think the last time I hit 600 was on a Pac-Man, a little video game. You chew up all those oh, dots. Yeah. 600 dots. Yeah. One ball, two strikes. Schmidt kicks and fires. That one misses upstairs for a ball, two and two. Interesting note, the fans all over the home plate umpire with that last strike call to Thompson saying it's too high. That's a smart move by the fans because if Schmidt doesn't have that top shelf rise ball call for a strike, her day's going to be different. She's going to have to adjust, but she can live up around the letters and get that strike call and get the pop-ups. She'll be very effective. Thompson pops one up in the left. On comes Clayson. She'll make the running catch. Four out number two. So fly balls are the order of the day, and as you said, that rise ball will cause a lot of pop-ups, a lot of fly balls, and the outfield better be on their toes. You just saw Kat Eilenberg walk through the middle of your shot there with our low camera and Josh Wright. She's got her hand, the back of her hand, up around her chin and saying, you can't swing at this ball up here. you got to swing down through it. So Coach Eilenberg knows it. Team knows it. Can they make the adjustment? Chelsea Palazzo, first pitch swinging here, hits this one well to left center field. Long way to go for Clayson, and she'll make the running catch into the gap for out number three. Again, the Grizzlies put some charges into it, but at the end of the day, they're all pop-ups into the outfield. We're scoreless across the board. We go to the home half of the second. Ashford coming to the plate on the Grizzly Digital Network. It's time to gear up, Grizzly fans. Right now, you can find all the latest Grizzly gear to support your team by visiting the Georgia Gwinnett College official bookstore inside the Student Center. Or simply shop online anytime, anywhere by visiting ggc.bncollege.com. From hats and t-shirts to jackets and one-of-a-kind collectibles, you can find it all with the official GGC Bookstore. Plus, on game day, be sure to swing by the merchandise table at the stadium. So pick up your favorite item today and show your Grizzly spirit. Go Grizzlies!
GGC is committed to the NAI Championship Character Principles of Integrity, Respect, Responsibility, Sportsmanship, and Servant Leadership. Keep playing, keep learning, keep growing. Game on. Learn more about the Championship Character Initiative and the opportunities to play in the NAI at NAI.org. We go to the bottom of the second. Do up for the Ashford Saints, 4-5-6. and six. Bayou, Hobelman, and Olemeyer. Another great hitter coming up right here. And we talk about these inflated averages. Well, guess what? We're without a hit here in the bottom of the second. Caleb Byram digs in. First pitch. Misses low for a ball. 1-0. Spyu, the designated player today, wearing number 30 in her junior season out of Franklin, Wisconsin. Byram winds and fires. Goes with the inside pitch. That one just misses there. Byram touches her chest to say, that's my fault, Alicia. Maybe she left that one a little bit too low, but that's that curveball that Byram loves to throw at that front hip of the right-handed hitters and tails back over the plate. Might have missed an altitude. 2-0. Swung on, ground ball, hooked toward Holsey. She's going to catch it. Long way to go. Throw, and it's in time. Beats him by a couple of steps and spy you. Nice job by Abby Holsey to record out number one. Nice stretch of first base, Littlefield coming off. Giving that extra half step or so when she stretches like that. So a nice play by the Grizzly shortstop, who was the hero at the plate last night. Made a couple of errors in this tournament, so it's good to see her to get involved into this contest early. That's a big out as well, Spahu. Great hitter. So Spahu, the first right-handed hitter in the lineup, followed by the second right-handed hitter in the lineup, the five-hole in Shelby Hobelman. First pitch misses for a ball, 1-0. Hobelman wearing number 29, a senior, out of Houston, Texas. 1-0. Swung on, popped up. Right back to the netting. Let's head to the bleachers. Somebody made a catch. My goodness. Never left his seat, uses the right hand, and snabbed it right be, out of the sky. The baseball team will be coming over to try to recruit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Ashford may need some help over there on the Grizzly baseball field. One ball, one strike. Byron working on Hobelman. 1-1. Now misses in dirt. Count 2-1. and one. See the Thunderbirds of British Columbia in the house. Join the championship game. I'm sure they got to wait for a departing flight tomorrow. Two and one. That one just misses below the knees. Byron falls behind three and one. I think that's a great idea of a coach. You know, bring the team to the actual championship game. If you don't make it, say that's where we want to be. That's that's your dream. That's your goal. Why not go see it? Absolutely. Hitters count on the way for Holbeman. Not a bad one either. Byron kicks and fires. Swung on, popped up, home run in the chimney. Fields in foul territory, giving a dosey do and she'll make the catch. Four out number two. Heard the footsteps of Littlefield coming, and I'm sure that'll scare anybody. You may remember that play where the catcher bobbled the ball, and Pete Rose came running in and caught it as it popped out of the and, and Littlefield would have been there. That ball popped loose. So two outs, nobody on for the second baseman. And Kaylin Olmeyer. First pitch from Byram's in there for a strike. Kayla Lamar, a senior in Indianapolis, Indiana. Also digs into the right side. Lamar went three for four last game. Good hitter. 0-1. Byram comes in. There's that slider she loves. And she can locate that, and the home put umpire can like it. Put that right arm in the air. 24 is going to be effective today. And we can't really see it up here as much, but Fields must really be doing a good job of putting that ball right where it's a strike. 0-2, that one misses well off the plate. 
Hard to frame that one. Yeah, right through the mid of Alicia Fields. Two of them share a moment. Probably not as pleasant as others. some others. <laughs> True. One ball, two strikes, two outs. Byram gets the ball in the championship game. She delivers. Swung on, fouled straight back. Count stays alive at one and two. I guess proper introduction for Byram. On the year, a 2.73 ERA. Grizzly best 12 wins, 25th appearance of the season, or 13th start. Eight complete game shutouts, 89 innings pitched, 91 hits, 38 runs, 35 of them earned, 23 walks, and 76 strikeouts. The opponents bet 264 versus the right-handed pitcher. It's interesting that you're in the championship game and you have the luxury of holding back the, what, co-pitcher of the year? And the <laughs> One ball, two strikes. Swung on. This one's fouled up and out of play to the right side. Just in case. I... I told, I shouldn't say told, I didn't tell anything. I was asking the questions and coach was telling me, but I asked her what her mentality going into to yesterday against this Ashford team was, and and she had an answer. It was it was, a, it was 100% matchups. It wasn't about best on best or, you know, having your best nine in the lineup. All the, the silly cliches you always hear from coaches, it's about effort, who wants it more in the championship. She wasn't that. She goes, Katie Lang was a better matchup for that Ashford slap hitting lineup. And so today we're going to go with a little bit of power and try to throw them off. And maybe there is a little bit of luxury for the Grizzlies. There's that slider. Byram thought that was strike three. Just misses in. And now it's full at three and two. But there is some luxury for being three and oh in this tournament. If this blows up in your face, then you yep. still got the pitcher of the year. And I don't think Ashford has that luxury with their back up against the wall. They've got to throw their best pitcher. Absolutely. Depth advantage for the Grizzlies in the pitching circle. And again, a pop-up to the right side. Littlefield with a catch and a stare again. Here we go again. <laughs> One, two, three for the Saints in the second. We played two. We'll be back with a special guest right here on the Grizzly Digital Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ian Potter, Assistant Athletics Director for Compliance and Academic Services. Compliance with NAIA rules is of the highest priority for our athletics program and institution. As a member of the NAIA, Georgia Gwinnett College is responsible for the actions of its coaches, student-athletes, faculty, staff, fans, boosters, friends, and alumni. We are committed to the principle of institutional control, operating our athletics program in a manner consistent with the letter and spirit of the NAIA and Georgia Gwinnett College regulations. Thanks for watching today's broadcast, and go Grizzlies! More by checking out GwinnettMedicalCenter.org. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, here to the Grizzly Digital Network. Glad to have all of our friends, family, and alumni. Scoreless contest as the bottom of the lineup do it for the Grizzlies. Jordan Phones, Alyssa Hathcote, and Tori Heineman. As uh, no runs, no hits, no errors. Top of the third inning, Grizzlies are the visitors on the scoreboard. And we're joined now by a special guest in Ted Breinthal, who is the commissioner of the 
Association of Independence Institution. Ted, how are we hey, doing? Great to be with you guys. Thank you so much. We are glad that you are here. Uh, for the folks, you and I got to meet in Clinton, Iowa last fall. Mm-hmm. As, uh, we did. Ashford hosted the men's and women's soccer AII tournament. A uh, little bit warmer weather down here in Atlanta. This is beautiful weather. <laughs> I think you and I were both freezing to death. Jordan Phones, ball hit to the second baseman, backhanded by Olmeyer, but Phones will turn on the Jets and be aboard first. So the Grizzlies get their first base runner and their first base hit here in the top of the third. Ted, I'm going to be honest with you. I grew up in the great sunshine state of Florida, <laughs> underneath the shadows of the swamp in, in Gainesville. <laughs> I played my college baseball in Kentucky, and you've noticed since graduating, I've moved south. <laughs> Clinton, <laughs> Iowa may have been the coldest I've ever been in my entire life. Well, you weren't the only one. There were a number of us who uh, were layered up uh, for that soccer championship. And, and you- uh, <laughs> it was quite a tournament. I, you know, I still have those visions of that championship game with it snowing, with the snow coming down and the lights. It was just an amazing sight. It was a beautiful sight. But maybe just not for soccer. For whatever it's worth, it made for great pictures it, and great it, video. We still use that it, today with it, some of that yep. uh, championship photo with Steve DeCoo and Lewis Sharp and the guys celebrating. Yeah. It was and the guys were making snow angels on yeah. the turf there oh, yeah. uh, at the Saints Stadium, and so uh, it made for some great pictures. And what's crazy is I think the soccer guys liked it. I think they embraced that cold yeah. weather. It was miserable for everybody outside the line, but, sure but they loved it inside the line. I think the guys who were running were uh, were just fine. <laughs> I didn't. I don't think they got that cold. Half coat, a little bit of a hole here from the left side versus Smith. 0 and 2. Fastball misses off the plate. It's 1 and 2. You're a busy man. I mean, this AII, there's teams spread out all over the country. 26 members in total. You sponsor yep. thir- 13 championships, which we means do. you punch your automatic ticket to the NAI National Tournament by winning this conference tournament. What's it like? I mean, you got to have some frequent flyer miles in the back pocket, don't you? Do a little bit of traveling, yeah. You know, uh, it, this is an interesting group. It's, um, it's unlike any conference within the NAIA. As you can imagine, with 26 schools, we, we, we run from, from British Columbia to Southern California to Georgia to wow. uh, uh, Delhi, New York. You know, I mean, it's, it's just uh, the, the geographical disparity is, is, is quite... Uh, it's quite pronounced with this group, as you can imagine, which which offers a great deal of challenges, you know, in a number of ways, uh, whether it's uh, trying to determine how we rate our schools to uh, travel for championships. It's, it is very challenging in that respect. And it's very different and unique. You said it. This is a conference that's uh, right. respected and identified, but these teams don't play each other in regular season like a Not traditional much. conference Not would. Much, yeah. Exactly. And so when you get something like this, to me, I've been in the NAI for five or six years now, to me, this AII tournament has a NAI national yeah. tournament feel to it because it you haven't seen these players and coaches. Yep. The electricity is through the roof versus playing somebody a fifth or sixth time. Yeah. You're right. kind of going through the motions. Right. you got scouting reports. And so I, I kind of like this this sort of environment. Yeah. It, I, I love it here. I think having both softball and baseball in the same facility <clears> – <throat> Not overlapping a great deal. Today's are over. <laughs> Thank today's you. are. Thank you. I appreciate that. Today's are overlap, man. <laughs> but boy, the energy that it, that it comes with it, I think, is just fabulous. This is a. You guys have a fabulous setting down here. I just love. This is my first time here, and uh, to be here and to see it. I mean, I've heard a lot about it. Right. I've seen the pictures. <laughs> the pictures don't do it justice. We appreciate uh, the, that. The, the the complex you have here. For, uh, for your student athletes is just remarkable, and you guys should be really proud. It's a it's just a great setting for a for a 
for our tournament, and I'm um, just really, really pleased. Well, it starts at the top, and obviously you know him well there, Dr. Darren Wilson, our yeah. director of athletics, and just a great vision. That's exactly the word. Is is he he thought of all of this three years ago when this was nothing but a sloped hill and cut yeah. zoo, and yeah. it's just it's just amazing what has come in short amount of time, the success we've had. Uh, I want to talk about you. You mentioned a little bit the challenges of the AI with the, with with teams being whether it be remotely located or for economic purposes can't quite get into a conference Mm -hmm. if you could wave a magic wand over this aii what's something that you would love to fix whether you know no you know no money's an object and and make things simple for yourself Mm. boy that's an interesting question i don't know if i have a really good answer for you um i think one of the challenges that we face as a as an association right now not too dissimilar from what you'll see within the NCAA with conference realignment. You're seeing a lot of that at the NEI level, and um, it's concerning to me. Yeah. Uh, as a commissioner, um, I'm, I'm in on uh, all of our NEI commissioner meetings. I'm part of our commissioner association. I'm part of our national administrative council. It's a, it's a very challenging time. Um, I'll, I'll be very happy when the dust settles. Absolutely. I, I, because... The uncertainty from year to year is um, it's 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 just very unsettling for, mm-hmm. for everybody uh, in in college athletics at the NAI level. And I, like I said, I'll, I'll be very happy when the dust settles. Everybody shakes out where they're supposed to be, um, and then you know, it, from a planning standpoint, my job to know exactly who our members are going to be from a year-to-year basis. I mean, I'm still, I think I'm at the end of the line right now with knowing who's going to be in next year. We're going to have 30 schools next wow. year. Wow. So we'll have two direct qualification bids in just about every sport, which is which is great for us. I mean, we've got, we've got over 10% of the NAI membership within the AII. Wow. Um, so, yeah, there, there, there are definitely challenges um, financially. I, I think that's probably the biggest one for our Absolutely. member schools. You know, that, but... You know, if the the NAI says if you're not a member of an of a conference, you've got to be a part of the AII, mm-hmm. and and we operate uh, this this AII just like any other conference. The only thing we don't have is we don't have a regular season schedule. That's the, literally the only thing we do not do. We don't have a lot of in meeting, uh, in person meetings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we meet at the convention every year, uh, but but those are those are just some of the challenges that we face. You know, I. Uh, I think from my standpoint, from a ratings, you know, if you look at this field right here, you know, you're looking at three and four right here. Yep. Four, which is Ashford, has really, really impressed me. When you look at the numbers on paper and you look at the ratings of those teams, I didn't really come into this thinking that we were going to look at teams that were really close together. I thought there was going to be a separation sure. from the top to the bottom. And, boy, we just really haven't seen that much. Uh, I, I've been really impressed with both of these two teams have played very, very, very good softball. After the leadoff single by Phones, a pair of pop-ups by Hathcote and Heineman back to the top of the lineup for Cassie Littlefield and two outs with two bowls. Boy, this gal's impressive, strike. isn't she? You like that? Oh, my. Good grief. Watching 12 play has really been special. I'd love to see her hit the ball and run because she can really, really run, can't she? Absolutely. <clears throat> we are proud to have her. and Player of our player of the year. Going to be an All-American, I would think. Yep. Going to get a lot of votes. Two and one. That one misses low and in for a ball. It's three and one in a hitter's count for Cassidy Littlefield. We're joined by Commissioner of the AI, Ted Bryanthal, making a trip to Lawrenceville, Georgia. Been here watching a softball tournament. You going to hang around for the baseball one as well? I will. I'll All be right, here through Wednesday. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very, very happy to be here. It's just going to be a great – the weather's beautiful. We couldn't ask for better weather. Uh, just 
Just outstanding. I know you guys have had a lot of rain down here uh, during the month of April. I'd love to take credit for it, but uh, Dr. Wilson will step in front of me on that one and take yeah. a Chamber yeah. of Commerce Day sure, reference absolutely. there. Absolutely. And the mayor down there yeah, who's absolutely. here watching the ball game. Yeah, the mayor is in the house. She was here yesterday, and there she is sitting in the front row. She mayor. was over watching your uh, first baseball game earlier and nice. brought a chair over here. Nice to have her. Littlefield smashes this one in the left center field. Thones was on the move. We got a shot at scoring a run here. Here comes a right arm from Eilenberg. Here comes a throw to the plate. It'll short hop the catcher. Phones going to stop and turn around back to third. Run down between the plate and third. De La Rosa running down Phones. Phones can't stop and turn. Tagged out by Elstad, the first baseman. And so Littlefield hits one into the gap. And Phones is thrown out at the plate. Coach Eilenberg talking to the home plate umpire because the third baseman in De La Rosa faked the tag to Phones. And sometimes that can be uh, interpreted as interference. Yeah, that's what I was thinking that she was complaining about. And so um, the argument will be heard but not overturned. And so we go to the bottom of the third in a scoreless contest uh, Ted, hang around for the bottom half of the innings. Does that Absol- sound good? Absolutely. All right, we'll have yeah. more from the commissioner of the AI right on the other side of this break. You're watching the 2015 AI Softball Championship on the Grizzly Digital Network. Hello, I'm Dr. Darren Wilson, Director of Athletics at Georgia Gwinnett College. Here at Grizzly Athletics, we pride ourselves in our five core values, service, leadership, sportsmanship, responsibility, and the pursuit of excellence. Our mission is to develop lifelong leaders of character through academic and athletic excellence. We hope you're enjoying today's broadcast, and we thank you for your support of our program. Go Grizzlies! Fans, we want to hear from you. Send us your feedback using the hashtag Grizzly Digital Network and hashtag AII Softball. Let us know where you're watching from and send us a picture of your setup. Even if you're having technical difficulties, don't be afraid to use that hashtag Grizzly Digital Network. We've had a great turnout on the broadcast all week long. Wouldn't expect anything different for today's championship game. Go ahead and hit that, Colin. one nothing score over the Grizzly Baseball Complex. Grizzlies on top of the Saints. We thought we'd plug that in there for the Saints and the Grizzly fans watching softball want to know what's going on over there at the baseball field. We're joined by AI Commissioner and Ted Bryanthal. As always, I'm Matt Mahoney. We go to the bottom of the third inning. Grizzlies thrown out at the plate to end the frame. As due up for the Saints will be 7-8-9. De La Rosa, Elset, and Bergeson. Uh, Ted, in recent history, you mentioned it, alluded to it a little bit. A lot of, uh, a lot of rumblings, a lot of ups and downs. It starts all the way at the top, sometimes with the... NCAA, sometimes it gets down to the NAI teams moving in and out of membership yeah. in, in the AII, joint, finding homes and joining conferences with a, somewhat of a revolving door for our membership. Can you put your finger pinpointed on why, or is every institution different in their own rights? Well, I think one of the issues that we've seen here and that affects the AII is, is um, when conference numbers dip. And mm-hmm. when they dip below six, you've got some really bad issues. Uh, Taking uh, case in point, the, the Midlands Conference this year uh, has disbanded. Uh, some of their schools have found homes. Uh, two of their schools 
will join uh, the Heart of America Conference, but not till 1617. So the, in the interim, they're going to end up in our bucket next year. So we'll have Clark uh, and Mount Mercy, both schools from Iowa, they'll join the AII for just one season. Uh, you've got York College out of Nebraska. York will join the KCAC Conference next year, uh, excuse me, in 2016-17. So they're going to end up uh, playing for us. For So next year, like I said earlier, we're going to have 30 teams. We're wow. going to have a lot of teams that will compete to qualify for national tournaments. And, um, you know, it is uh, it is what it is. And um, and we, we plan accordingly and, um, you know, do the very best we can to provide the, the best opportunity for, for all of our student-athletes. You, you hit the nail on the head there. The best opportunity for, for all of our student-athletes here the NAIA prides itself on differentiating itself from the NCAA, mm-hmm. and, and rightfully so. And so what the AI supplements is that opportunity to compete at the right. national level. Right. Obviously, it's not ideal with a, a, a not having a conference regular season play, but right. at the end of the day here, th- this is what you're all. This yeah. is what we're all about here in yeah. college athletics right. is, or tournaments like this. That's and right. so with so much, I don't want to say negativity, but with so much change in the NCAA, how do we keep things stable for these student-athletes at the NAI level? I I think one of the great things that the NAI did was go to a conference governance model, very similar to the NCAA where the the conferences govern. The NAI used to be governed in in regions. Ah. And and so with, with our independent schools back in those days, they didn't have a lot of these opportunities to compete right. in, in a, a region-type qualifying tournament to get to nationals. Now they're all bunched into the AII. They all have a chance to compete on the field together and to qualify. And I think that's the big differentiator from from the old days, which was, what, what nine? I think nine, ten years ago. Yeah, I remember so, the, the the regions, the 12th region we played there at the yep, Union, Con- yep. uh, Union College. So yep. I remember that wasn't too long ago. Yep. One and no count. Caleb Byron working on a 1-2-3 inning for the Saints. A pop-up by De La Rosa. Elstad grounds out to Holsey, and here's the nine hole. And Maggie Bergeson. All right, Ted, I'll leave you with this note here. What's the future hold for the AII? I know uh, we all sit anxiously all summer waiting to see who those host bids are. What's, right, what's that right. look like uh, going into this summer? Well, we are in the process right now of, of uh, uh, putting together bids for all of our championships for 2015-16. Uh, all of our schools can bid on, on hosting. Uh, deadline is June 1st, and we will have a decision made on all of our championship tournaments by oh, probably about the 26th of June. So um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to next year. I think it will be um, – I think we're going to – we'll have some teams that will join us, even if it's just for a year, that will be really quality teams. We're going to have some really solid tournaments next year. Well, Ted, Matt, Matt, great to be with you. Thanks no, so much. No, not a problem. We're glad to have you. Anytime you're in the neighborhood, come Thanks, on bud. by. If i got Appreciate a microphone. It. You're willing. To, you're you're uh, more Love than welcome to. to share it with me. Thank you so much, bud. AII of our uh, conference uh, commissioner there and Ted Bryanthal joining us on the broadcast here. We've played three innings, scoreless contest. You're watching the AI Championship on the Grizzly Digital Network. Hi, Grizzly fans. This is Ned Colgrove, Assistant Athletics Director for External Operations. Are you interested in helping offer a championship experience for every single one of our student-athletes? Come join us in the Grizzly Club. You can call me directly at 678-407-5241 to learn more or see our Grizzly Club information online at grizzlyathletics.com. There, you can check out our member benefits like game tickets and insider events, plus make your online donation. We can't wait to have your support of our student-athletes and welcome you to the Grizzly Club.
Leading off, number 34, Mary Burke. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, here. We've played three innings of the AI Championship game. No runs on the board for either team. Grizzlies have out-hit the Saints early, two to nothing, as we're rejoined by my broadcast partner, and uh, John Peters. Again, a great thanks to uh, Ted Bryanthal, the commissioner of the AI here, enjoying himself this week. And uh, it's one of those opportunities where you get, you get access to a guy like that. You take advantage of it, and you hope you spread some good information. Great information. Great information. One ball, no strikes. To Barry Burke, two, three, four, due up for this Grizzly lineup. As uh, John, you were able to observe there in the third. Your thoughts <laughs> through the first three innings? Well, the play at the plate, I know there was a little more controversy than probably we had time to discuss. I think there was the argument of maybe an obstruction down at third as you see the grounder see john that's why i need you here because when i said interference i knew that wasn't the right word to use but <laughs> obstruction is the word i was searching yes. for and it was only standing six feet to my right without a microphone well and the and the thing is coach out she was right on top of it she went there to the umpire i'm not sure what the discussion was but something caused the runner to slow down yeah and i'm not sure if that what that was a fake tag or obstruction there what's great is Good good rotation. People were in position in terms of the umpiring crew. And what's interesting now is Holsey rips this one to left. It'll drop in for a base hit. And the Grizzlies have a runner aboard. Third hit of the ballgame. It's interesting now with the nobody on situation here. Coach Allenberg makes the trip back out to the diamond in her regularly third base coach's box. She was picking the air of that uh, third base umpire, wanting to know what happened. You know, how can I get that call? And so she's following up on it there with the, the umpire. And that, the third base umpire wasn't the one that had the call. But, again, you get another umpire's opinion, and maybe you can get things sorted out. Absolutely. And, 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 and really and truly, like you said, he was rotating away from it. Probably didn't see it. But uh, the, the impressive thing to me defensively on that play was not only the throw, but for Hoberman to get a short hop at the plate yeah. with a catcher's mitt. Unbelievable stop there. To play. I thought that ball was going to scoot right past her, and it I would be too. an easy play. I was thinking the same thing here as Fields rips this one down the third base side. Diving play by De La Rosa. Gets up to her feet, throws it across the horn, and retires Alicia Fields. Web gem for the third baseman and De La Rosa. There's two gone. Holsey up at second. But De La Rosa flashes the leather, maybe even saved the run in the fourth. And a good play at first base. Uh, Elstad is also reaching out to get that ball. She's dumping dirt out of her pants right now from that dive. So with two outs, this brings up Haley Thompson. Grizzlies have three hits, but nothing to show for it. This game was filled with errors yesterday. Ashford had three of them. The third one was probably the most costly. Grizzlies had one of their own. But here today, it's nothing but great plays. Well, you get the feeling that that the Grizzlies are just knocking at the door, and uh, there's going to be a breakthrough at some point. They're... They're right there at the edge of, of really busting loose for some runs, and and uh, these uh, they're holding by a thread, however, Ashford. So two outs, 2-0 count for Haley Thompson. Ripping the cover off the ball right now in this tournament. Thompson against Schmidt yesterday was a one for four. She had the big RBI double. Got the Grizzlies going in the third. She actually hit by her own batted ball and walked as well. 3-0, Schmidt falls behind to the Grizzlies' second baseman. Here comes the pitch. That one's in there for a strike, taken all the way is Thompson. Thompson's a good hitter. She doesn't normally, she may have the green light 3-0, but she normally doesn't swing at that pitch because she knows she's got a lot of faith in the 3-1 count. She can put a good swing on it. Yeah, the more pitches you see, the better off you'll be when you get that pitch to hit as well, how it's breaking and the speed. 
Hitters count on away. Schmidt fires in. That one misses upstairs for ball four. John, one more time. Your assessment. Home put umpire, strike zone, been pretty good today. He's pretty consistent. I, I would say this umpire that we're seeing right here probably has one of the better strike zones. Now, some of the other calls, maybe a little. We saw a swing that he called on a, I think it was Kentucky Christian. Yeah. We saw another, uh, possibly the obstruction there, but. You know, his strike zone seems pretty consistent. This one's headed to the press box. It's going to hurt. Oh. Right on the film deck there. Is that Ryan Thomas over there? Is he okay? Is Ryan okay? Ryan Thomas, the SID for Ashford, with the play-by-play audio call just outside the press box. Sean Gillespie in the area as well. And <laughs> Clay's saying he's okay without even looking. I know. Everybody, <laughs> everybody seems to be okay. Oh, he's got a reflection over here. Okay. <laughs> I will say Ryan does look a little bit more active now. He's up out of his chair, a little bit more alert. I don't think that was his head. I think that was metal. <laughs> nice. <laughs> one ball, one strike. Palazzo digs in. Wearing 88, playing third base. Had a two-for-five performance and was almost the hero in the bottom of the ninth with the fly ball to left field. Would have been the sacrificed game winner, but Geating cuts it off from Clayson, throws a rope to the plate, and tags out Abby Holsey. And on to the 10th we went. The headlines, or the story would have been written a little bit differently if 88 had put it about two feet further. <laughs> two balls, two strikes, and two outs. Dynamite drop in well, there, train them. Well, we've, we've only seen one ball fly out of this field, but we've seen a couple that were doggone close. <laughs> that was one. And I don't think with that breeze, it's not even a win. The breeze just kind of... Dangling, blowing in. I don't think too many balls are going to leave the park today. I mean, you're going to have to hit it and hit it well to right center. 2-2. Palazzo rolls over this to the shortstop, fielded by Bergeson, and she'll make the play for out number three. Nice job there by Bergeson, rebounding from last night's effort. The Grizzlies leave two runners aboard as we go to the bottom of the fourth. Ashford due up. 0-0 contest on the AI championship game here on the Grizzly Digital Network. Grizzly fans, be sure to join the conversation right now during today's broadcast. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Grizzly Athletics. Also, be sure to use the hashtag Grizzly Athletics to share your comments, photos, and videos. Don't be left out. You can check out inside updates straight from the Grizzlies, plus see what other fans are talking about. We want to hear from you, so join the Grizzly Athletics conversation right now. Fans, this inning is sponsored by our friends at Chick-fil-A. The Pike Street location in Lawrenceville is catering options online at chickfilacom slash pikestreet. Also, Jones and Potter Family and Cosmetic Dentistry in Decula. Find out more by visiting them online at jonesandpotter.com. Georgia Winnett College is celebrating 10 proud years since its charter in 2005. Join us as we celebrate GGC 10 all year long. You can visit ggc10.edu slash 10th anniversary. Celebrate our history and look ahead to our future of our dynamic institution. It's GGC 10. We go to the bottom of the fourth scoreless contest here at softball. However, Brad Stromdahl's group has jumped all over Ashford at the Grizzly Baseball Contest. Notice that's a nine-inning scoreboard over at baseball. So, 
not to confuse you, that's the baseball score. Grizzlies over the Saints, two to nothing. As we come back over here to softball, we've got ourselves a scoreless contest in the championship game. Well, good defense, great pitching. We talked a little bit about that. But uh, right here is a dangerous hitter, top of the order. And if the softball fans at home can do some quick math, back to the top of the lineup here in the top of the fourth for Ashford. No buddy out. No run scored. And no errors for the Grizzly defense. <laughs> Peyton Geating digs into the left side. 0-1. That one misses up and away, making one and one. So you think the wheels are turning out there, people figuring things out? All, all, all I'm saying is I figured it out up here. I don't know if it's going on down there. I'm just informing the folks. 1-1. One, one. Scoring the bunt, pulling it back, taking it for a strike. Byron gets ahead 1-2. and two. Nice pitch there. That's that ball that breaks in over the outside part of the plate for the left-hander. And the infield, as you said earlier, you see the second base position in close. 1-2. Geating thought about pulling the trigger. She did not, just misses off the plate. Things are even at two and two. Geating had herself a one for five performance with a walk against the Grizzlies yesterday. Two, two. Checked her swing. Did she go? Fields frames it up beautifully. Oh, that looked good. <laughs> and that's dodging two bullets for Geating. A, she didn't swing. B, it wasn't a strike. She was two for five in the previous game, but those two hits were her last two at-bats. Payoff pitch, 3-2. Byram nibbling on the corners. Swung on. This one's looped in the left. Phone's coming on. Long way to go. She'll make the run and catch in foul territory for out number one. Great pitch. And once again, how much easier is it to make that pitch when you know you have good defense behind you like that? So Phones chases one down in left. And this will bring up the two-hole hitter for Ashford, the left fielder, Allie Clayson. Clayson digs in from the left side. She drops down a bunt right to Byron. Byron's got to glove it, throw it in a hurry. Bang, bang, Grizzlies way. Boy, that stretch from left. That just takes away about a half a step. Good job. So with two outs in the fourth inning, this will bring up the three-hole. And Alex Bitto. Two outs. Nobody on. Byron working in the middle of fields. She'll kick and fire. Misses off the plate. 1-0. Bitto has made the headlines a couple of times this tournament. Was robbed of a couple of base hits yesterday. In total, was two for five. Could have been a lot worse or a lot better if you're Ashford. But she had the bunt squeeze in game one. For the Saints. 1-0 inside-out swing. Left side, Palazzo. One step in. Now three steps back. Hurdles the bag at third and makes the catch above her head. For out number three. Another 1-2-3 inning for Kayla Byram. We go to the top of the fifth. Corliss contest. Can we get some runs for our Wheeling and Dealer? Senior pitcher, you're watching the Grizzly Digital Network. Hi, I'm Sean Gillespie, coordinator of Student Athlete Enhancement for Grizzly Athletics. At Georgia Gwinnett College, we uphold the NAI's Champions of Character values of integrity, respect, responsibility, sportsmanship, and servant leadership. 
It's our mission to develop lifelong leaders of character through academic and athletic excellence, producing standout citizens for our community. We want our friends, family, and community to be proud to cheer on the Grizzlies every single day. Character-driven intercollegiate athletics are what we're all about. Go Grizzlies! Are you watching a Grizzly broadcast from out of town but planning a visit to GGC soon? Homewood Suites by Hilton at the junction of I-5 and Sugarloaf Parkway is a place where Grizzlies hibernate. Make your reservations at homewoodsuite.com. We go to the top of the fifth. 0-0 ball game. Jordan Phones in the last at bat. Reached on a single to lead off the third. However, she was thrown out at the plate for out number three. Can we be one more at bat better here in the fifth? A lot of pop-ups and fly balls in this game, which means some good rise ball pitching. Phones pops up again here. Hobelman giving a chase in foul territory toward the Grizzly on-deck spot. Hobelman will make the catch, and that's out number one. John, I got a question for you, and I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to this. That's the ones I like. Okay. (laughs) Good response early. Um, We saw a lot of energy, a lot of emotion a lot of runs scored in this ball game yesterday. We don't see any of that here today. What what gives? Well, I think the the magnitude of this championship, as you see that ball, as Hathcote drops one down to the left center field. Good horse around first. They slip by Geating, and so Hathcote will motor on up into second base with a one out double for the Grizzlies. That may right there. That may infuse a little of what you're talking about. But I, I think the magnitude of this game, knowing it's the championship. Changes that dynamics just a little bit, a little more nerves, a little more cautious. Um, and, and, you know, it's once again, for instance, the play at the plate a while ago, just not quite getting around the bases as quickly. So uh, there's a little more caution. But, hey, you've got to put that aside now and just go for it. One out, runner in scoring position. Tori Heineman delivers a base hit into left field. She was 0 for in the tournament. She comes up with a double to left field. Hathcote comes in to score, and the Grizzlies lead 1 to nothing in the top of the fifth inning. Well, there's the. They just broke the dam free because the water has been building on there, and now all of a sudden you just saw the pressure, the pressure, pressure. Boom, it just broke, and it may continue right here. We'll see. Guess who's up? So, Hathcote. <laughs> Delivers a double. That's going to be her fourth of the season. She comes in to score for the 28th time this year. Meanwhile, the RBI for Heinemann, who had been slumping for almost the month of April, picks up RBI number 16. Ball in the dirt. Heinemann takes the bag at third. And now we're set up again for Cassidy Littlefield. One out. You can execute and trade an out for a run. The All-American, one for two versus Smith in this championship game with a double. Hoban had a pitch that was right there. She just it popped up out of her glove, and great hustle from Heinemann getting down to third. Smith delivers. Littlefield tracks that one to the plate. It's in there for a strike one and one. Right now, this, this is a time if you're the Grizzlies, you want to catch this team right here with one out. You've got that opportunity. Schmidt winds and fires. Littlefield turns on this one, but ropes it foul into the valley. She falls behind one and two. 
Infield's in, so that gives you a higher percentage even on a hard ground ball that it'll get through. I'm trying to cut off that run at the plate. One ball, two strikes, one out. Littlefield trying to get something elevated to the outfield or something up the middle. One, two. Chopper to the right side, fielded by Olmeyer. Jaws a throw to the plate. Heineman gets it a run down at herself. Heineman stuck between home and third. Now Heineman will be tagged out by De La Rosa. Littlefield will be able to get up into second. Good defense all the way around there by the Saints, the way to handle the ball. Yeah, Olmeyer got that. It was pretty well hit, but it was within a step of her down at second base. And, of course, Heineman had taken one too many steps toward the plate. Caught her off there from third. So another Grizzly gets tagged out in a rundown between home and third. The lead stays at one. Littlefield's able to move up into second as Mary Burke digs into the left side. First pitch swinging for Burke. Pop up left side. Long way to go for everybody in the Saints uniform. The closest person able to make a play is Josh Wright. Who's our cameraman, by the way? He's going to throw it in, man. What an arm. I can't believe Myron out there isn't looking out for his buddy. His high cameraman, Myron, could have got some airtime for his buddy down there and Josh. Unable to do so. I think the umpire down there knows him by name now. <laughs> oh, one count. Burke trying to drive in a clutch two out RBI. Takes that one on the corner. Oh, and two. Good pitch by Smith, John, but I think it's the first time today the home point umpire has expanded that strike zone just a hair. Hobelman did a good job of bringing that one in right over the outside corner. Burke 0 for 2 in this ballgame versus Smith. She had some great success versus the righty, and she was 3 for 6 yesterday. Third pitch at bat, misses up and away. It's 1 and 0. It's going to be 1 and 2. Burke had the big RBI single that scored Littlefield with two outs in the 10th that tied the ballgame. And then Burke scored the game winner on the double by Holsey. Can Burke be the hero again? One, two. Swung on, slapped through the left side. Mary Burke does it again. Littlefield comes to the score. Burke will move it to second. A fist bump and a high five for the Grizzly right fielder as Georgia Gwinnett leads two to nothing here in the top of the fifth. And you see Bergeson out there just giving it all she had, but... Just a big sigh after that play, and, and you wonder if they, once again, there's breaking of the spirit, too. You know, just this team that just keeps coming at you, the Grizzlies, all the way up and down the order, hitting the ball hard. The one-two punch of Littlefield and Burke looking for the haymaker in the fifth against this Ashford squad. Mayweather and Pacquiao is not the only fight going on today. <laughs> First pitch misses to Abby Holsey for a ball 1-0. There's a lot of great sports today. You got the Kentucky Derbies today as well. It is, and, isn't uh, it? Yeah, you're Kentucky man. I am. Been there. I got there by accident one time. Out. Holsey turns another shot to left field, giving a chase as Clayson. She'll make the catch, hugging the line in left to retire the Grizzlies. And that's out number three in the inning. However, Hathcote scores on a Heinemann single. Burke drives in Littlefield. Two runs go up in the fifth as Georgia Gwinnett leads the AII softball championship game here on the Grizzly Digital Network. Grizzly fans, be sure to join the conversation right now during today's broadcast. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Grizzly Athletics. Also, be sure to use the hashtag Grizzly Athletics to share your comments, 
photos and videos. Don't be left out. You can check out inside updates straight from the Grizzlies, plus see what other fans are talking about. We want to hear from you, so join the Grizzly Athletics conversation right now. Grizzly fans, this inning is sponsored by Sports Medicine South and Dr. Gary Levengood on Riverside Parkway. Visit them at sportsmedsouth.com. Also, Valak Region Financial Advisor Tyler Walsh. He's available at AI softball fans, we'd like to direct your Chick-fil-A cravings at a Pike Street location in Lawrenceville. Chick-fil-A proudly supports Grizzly Athletics. Check out their catering options online at Chick-fil-A.com slash Pike Street. We move to the bottom of the fifth. Grizzlies leading two to nothing. Due up in the home half of the fifth, which Ashford again will get the last shot at this in this championship game as the home team. Four, five, and six due up. We talked a little bit about the dugout looking a little bit down. They're back up now, but if there's one player that can kind of turn things around, she's at the plate right now. Sierras Bayou takes the first pitch for a strike 0-1. Caleb Byram has been nothing short of magnificent here in this AI tournament. She went five-plus innings, scattering three hits, shutting down Kentucky Christian as the Grizzlies pick up the 3-2 lead to advance in a bracket all the way back in the game one of this tournament. Byron goes with the all-speed pitch, throws Spyu, and it's 0-2. A little bit. Of, you know, the, the strike call is already delayed. That was delayed even a little further. So, 0-2. Byron way ahead of Spyu. Delivers. This one's popped up back to the netting. Fields will make the catch, and that's only good if this was arena football. So we look forward to the matchup of Littlefield versus Smith on the other side of the diamond. Now this one is best on best as well. Byron versus Smith. Excuse me, Bayou versus Bayou. Count off the ball misses off the plate. Count one and two. If she was from Louisiana, we'd have the Bayou, Bayou from the Bayou. Nice. But of course, that didn't work. I hear you. One two. Inside pitch, strike three looking. There's the slider right there as Byron with an emotional strikeout. That'll be her first of the day, and it's out number one here in the fifth. That strikeout is magnified many times over because of what just happened. The two runs scored, so you want to bounce back if you're the offense. Your biggest hitter's up. She goes down on strikes. Kayla Byram, one out, nobody on. Bring up the five hole on Shelby Hobelman. Byram kicks and fires. Swung on. This one fouled straight back to the netting. Byram gets ahead 0-1. Big cut there from Hobelman. Hobelman digs into the right side. Popped up to the catcher in her last at-bat. 
one That one just misses off the plate there. Good spot, good location for Kayla Byram. And also very good velocity. She really put something on that one. Obelman yesterday versus the Grizzlies. One for five and reached on that costly error in the sixth. Later came in to score. 1-1. One, one. All-speed pitch, misses low. It's 2-1. and one. You're buying that little grunt there on the changeup. <laughs> kind of make you think it's that real hard pitch. But it comes floating in. Two and one. Weak chopper toward Palazzo. Gloves throws it. Littlefield comes off the bag but makes the tag on Hobelman. Four out, number two. Littlefield always active over at first base. I think it would be hard to throw a ball past her over there. She's not your ideal first baseman. She's pretty athletic. And climbed the ladder. Played third base last year for the Grizzlies and now made the transition to the other side of the corner infield spot. Two outs, nobody on for Kayla Olemeyer. Well, from the early days on, one of your best players who can, you know, the young players, somebody that can catch, you have to put at first base. So, uh, and, and as you go through the years, sometimes that's overlooked. First pitch hits, second one misses, it's one and one. Byram and Alicia Fields, the battery for the Grizzlies here in the bottom of the fifth. Grizzlies two runs on six hits, no errors defensively. Ashford zeroes across the bottom. 1-1. One, one. Popped up, up and out of play. Count one and two. Trying to close out a fifth inning. Sometimes starters got to be your own closer. Sometimes they get that two outs and they relax. Byram dialed in here. Can she close out the fifth? 1-2. Just misses Whoa. a little low. You heard the umpires in the crowd. <laughs> it's hard to tell their voice from the actual umpire sometimes. Two-two. Swung on. This one's hit well to left. Phone's got to go back. Still going toward the warning track. She rises and makes the catch for out number three. Omar flirts with the warning track in left, but Phones covers some real estate. And the Grizzlies will keep the 2 to nothing lead. And we played five complete here on the Grizzly Digital Network. Do you have what it takes to compete for the Georgia Gwinnett Grizzlies? Hi, this is Dr. Ian Potter, Assistant Athletics Director for Compliance and Academic Services. If you are interested in becoming a Grizzly through character-driven intercollegiate athletics, visit grizzlyathletics.com and then look under the student-athlete section. We offer opportunities to students both near and far to pursue academic and athletic excellence here at Dynamic Georgia Gwinnett College. Find out more today about wearing the green and gray at grizzlyathletics.com. Go Grizzlies! On to grizzlyathletics.com and visit the Grizzly Digital Network page. Can you hand, can your heart handle the postseason excitement? Find out the cardiovascular group here in Gwinnett County. 
Find out what the heart specialists of the Gwinnett Medical Group can do for you at CVGCares.com. List of doctors and services. That's the cardiovascular group at CVGCares.com. You got that phone number? I do. <laughs> we may need it here in a little bit. Grizzlies lead two to nothing. We played five. <clears throat> Do up in the six for Ken Eilenberg squad. <clears throat> Fields, Thompson, and Palazzo, middle of the lineup. Big catch out there in left field, and one of the first people to give the high five. Byram way out there to congratulate her outfield on a great catch in the corner. First pitch, Fields takes for a strike. Second one pops up in the center. Geating has coverage on it and will retire Fields. Seventh. Retirement for Geedy in center field. One gone, nobody on for Haley Thompson. Yeah, you can always uh, hope to add a couple insurance runs here as you go into these last couple of innings. And I'm sure that's what Coach Allenberg would like to see right here. Schmidt, the co-AI pitcher of the year. Second come around for... Grizzly offense. Yesterday, the Grizzlies got the best of her. But I don't even know if that's accurate. Now that after I said it, I got to regret it because <laughs> she pitched well enough to win. The defense may have let her down a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Thompson ropes this one foul down the left field side. She's in a hole 0 1. And there was a lot that those 10 innings were filled with action all the way through. I mean, twice, not once, not twice, the Grizzlies had two outs. Two strikes, and we're down a run. Once in the bottom of the seventh, the other in the bottom of the tenth. It's like a standing eight count, and you get back up and win the bout. One ball, one strike. Misses off the plate. Thompson gets ahead two and one. Thompson here today, 0 for 1, pop up the center. But then again, who has it and walked? Two and one. Schmidt. Kicks and fires. Thompson turns this one around. Big shot to left. Clayson, Dosey Doan up against the wall. That's Park it. Park it. <laughs> Haley Thompson puts one over the wall in left field. She sprints around the bases. She's greeted by the Grizzlies as George Winnett leads 3 to nothing in the AI championship game. <laughs> the first ball we've seen clear the left field fence, and it wasn't by much, but that's all that matters. Tom Tom go yaya in the sixth inning, and the Grizzlies lead three to nothing off Thompson's seventh home run of the year. Ties Littlefield in that category. 49th RBI of the season is all the momentum is in the Georgia Gwinnett dugout right now as Palazzo digs in with one out. That was a towering and majestic home run right there. Thompson. Round tripper. I think that's the fastest I've seen her move <laughs> all year long. Palazzo takes the first pitch for a strike 0 1. A little deflation on the defense right now. You see it in the faces and the body language of this Ashford team. Palazzo takes that one for a ball. It's 1 and 1. Grizzlies have pounded out seven hits in this ballgame, four of them have been of the extra base variety. Double by Littlefield, double by Burke, double by Hathcote, and a solo shot for Haley Thompson. Palazzo thinking the same. Long fly ball to left. Clawson still going with her heels on the warning track. Makes the catch for out number two. Well, once again, we've talked about the first two days 
Both of those balls would have been pretty medium-depth fly balls, but that wind's kind of circling a little bit today or, or non-existent, and that home run just kept carrying, just carried right out of here. Two outs, nobody on for now Jordan Phones. Phones digs into the left side. First pitch from Smith. This is off the plate. No, excuse me, clips the outside corner. Good pitch there. I was a little ahead of myself, 0-1. And Schmidt, of course, working into her 27th, 28th inning of this, these three days. So she has really done the yeoman's work out there in the circle. Phones one for two versus Schmidt today. And you think about this, John. Grizzlies lead 3-0 in the top of the sixth. Ashford's going to get two more at-bats in this ballgame. But you think about the two runners he got thrown out at the plate. I know hindsight is 20-20, and you want to think hypothetically in the positive at all times, but mm. Georgia Quinnett could be looking at a 5-0 lead with only two at-bats for Ashford. Well, at least, because you take away those outs, you also have that rally continuing. But uh, once again, the ifs and buts of everything. Absolutely. <laughs> two balls, one strike, two outs. Schmidt trying to find that zone versus Jordan Phones. Does there, it's two and two. And that's a great credit to the Grizzly team not to let those things hold them back. Uh, it also a great, great picture of this defense out there for Ashford as well. But uh, the Grizzlies didn't let that get them down at all. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Deuce's wild trains are coming from Schmidt. Phones pokes this one foul, pop up left side. Finally, our man Josh Wright gets some air time there. Josh Wright, nice uh, wave and a high five. Oh, man, Josh right down there on the camera. Finally, Myron looking out for his teammates. Good job there, Myron. Waving with the left hand. I wanted, he didn't throw left-handed. No, no he's right-handed. Right-handed. Two balls, two strikes. Phones digs in again. Takes that one upstairs for a ball. It's now full at three and two. Might have that right hand on the camera. Keeping it. Got to keep the uh, oar in the water out there. Three balls, two strikes, payoff pitch, two outs. Phones takes that one for ball four. Smith walks Phones, but the co-AI pitcher of the year picked up her 18th win earlier this morning. That is a school record for the Ashford softball team. Well, it's interestingly enough, she's going to have a shot to be an All-American by the time this year is over. And the Ashford softball program, now under the direction of Kevin Josh's is uh, they've never had an All-American. So wow. Schmidt with that 18th win in the co-AI Pitcher of the Year selection could be making history in more ways than one for the Saints. She is uh, definitely, you know, her motion, her demeanor is so just uh, exudes excellence out there and calmness all the way through. Oh, by the way, just a junior. <laughs> She delivers that one into Hathcote and puts her in a hole 0-2. Well, we've talked about this. When you get to this point, the champ pitching really will rise to the top. 0-2 count. No misses low and away. 1-2. So Hathcote wrote the double to left center off of Schmidt the last time. Could that potentially get 23 out of a mental slump? 
one, two. Allen misses well off the plate. Phones on the move. Throw down to second base. Not going to be in time. However, she's punched out. High tag on the hip. Phones is retired for out number three. And we go to the bottom of the sixth. Grizzlies leading three to nothing on the Grizzly Digital Network. Right now, season passes are available to catch all the exciting Grizzly Athletics action. Grab the diamond combo for baseball and softball, the men's and women's soccer pass, or a Grizzly All-Sport pass for the whole family. Act now with savings up to 50% off. For more information, call the Office of Athletics at 678-407-5280 or go online at grizzlyathletics.com. You can also purchase season passes at the ticket booth on game day. So get in the game now, Grizzlies, and get your season passes today. Pharmacy and Biomedical Sciences programs. Just go online to pcom.edu to learn more. Also, Gunter Automotive Napa Auto Care Center in Lawrenceville. Visit them online at gunterautomotive.com. If you're in town for the tournament, we have to go see your good friends. Uh, how about you have to go see our good friends at Nuke Cedar in Lawrenceville. They're the best lunch deals in Gwinnett County, located on Lawrenceville Swanee Road in Duluth Highway, just minutes from campus. Nukes is the home of Grizzlies Live every Wednesday at 12 noon. For catering options and menu items, visit nukes.com. We go to the bottom of the sixth. Saints down three runs with the bottom of the lineup due up. 7-8-9, De La Rosa, Elstead, and Bergeson. Caleb Byram. Been on top of her game today. First pitch misses for a ball, 1-0 versus the right-handed hitting third baseman, De La Rosa. Coach John is having a little chat down there with the umpire who made that call down at second base. Rubbing his back a little That's bit. Still, yeah. Pat on the back. Good call, buddy. This one's hammered to left, twisting past phones, and it is just a couple of inches foul. And that is a delicate ball hit down the left field line. Because Caleb Byram has faced the minimum in the first, the second, the third, the fourth. How about the fifth? And the fifth. I tell one you ball, what, one strike, nobody out to the seven hole. Taylor Rosa has been a tough out today. She had three hits earlier, and she's a tough cookie there at the plate. 1-1. One, one. That one's on the inside part. There's a slider that Byram, Byram likes. It's now 1-2, and 24 is ahead. That home plate umpire has once again been very consistent on his strike calls. One, two. Swung on, fouled off. Staying alive is De La Rosa. Popped up to right in her last at bat all the way back in the third. That's a good swing because that's that pitch that you don't know if it's going to break over that inside corner or not. Calarosa trying to knock Byram off a rhythm, taking time. Now she digs in. One, two. Swung on, popped up right side. Littlefield giving a chase, but it'll be toward the dangerous Ashfield dugout, but it's up and over play. 
One ball, two strikes. Byram gets ahead of De La Rosa. Byram kicks and fires. All-speed pitch popped up in the center. Heidemann got a beat on it, squeezes it. Now number one. Didn't have to range too far away. She had her well played out in center. So one out, and this brings up the first baseman, Taylor Ellistad. Ellistad, your more prototypical first baseman at 5'11", tall first baseman, goes up and gets it. This one foul tip straight back to the netting. Count on one, Caleb Byram pitching well, struck out one and has walked none. Catch my drift. I've been drifting. <laughs> so is Kayla. 0-1, she fires in, off-speed pitch, misses upstairs. Things are even a 1-1. One one. Yeah, she's been coasting through and doing a great job. Sometimes your pitchers and hitters make your coaches look like geniuses. One ball, one strike. Byron fouls in. Slider on the top shelf. Elstad doesn't like it. I'm sure she doesn't like all the zeros on the scoreboard either. One ball, two strikes. One out. Byram winds and unravels. Swung on. This one's popped up right side. That's headed toward the crowd. Everybody's scrambling like cockroaches. And Dr. Ian Potter makes a kick save in the beauty, saves his daughter, and Ella Potter. Nice threw, job, Dad. Threw a strike out there yeah. to the right fielder. Former track star at Clemson University. A little bit of an athlete in his own right. Uh-huh. I'm sure that sh shoulder will be a little sore tomorrow. Tiger has become a grizzly. Yeah, one ball, two strikes. Byron likes what she sees from fields and fires. Swung on, foul tip right into your living room there. Did you have that one? I did. One ball, two strikes. <laughs> one out, nobody on. We're in the sixth inning. Elstad at the plate. A nine-hole. Bergeson digs into the on-deck circle. Byram a little bit of a battle, one and two. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. Byron picks up her second strikeout of the afternoon, and it's out number two in the sixth. Well, you can tell by the swings of those hitters, especially on the third strike, how much that ball is moving. And uh, it just sometimes it makes you look really silly when you're going out there for that pitch, and it just keeps going. Two outs, nobody on for the nine hole. And Maggie Bergeson. Ferguson, first pitch, takes it for a ball, 1-0. Ferguson, a shortstop, digs to the left side. Byron winds and fires. That one on the corner for a strike, 1-1. One one. John, call me crazy, but a championship game, pressure-packed environment, both these teams about to explode on the verge of history. Whoever wins this contest, Kayla looks like she's having fun out there. Oh, yeah, she is. She's in a whole new, literally her own little circle right now. Little zone, and uh, like I said, she's going to finish this game and look back and say, what do you remember seeing? All she's going to remember seeing is the catcher's mid, the field's target, 
She, she probably won't even remember the batters coming up to the plate. Two balls, one strike, two outs. Ferguson delivers, base hit in the center. So there goes the perfect game and the no-hitter in the championship game for Kayla Byram. It was a total of 17 up and 17 down. As that's the first base run of the ball game for the Saints. It's Bergeson with a single in the center. Well, a good job of hitting by Bergeson, number, the number nine hitter. How about that? So now back to the top of the lineup. And again, we are one batter away from this game getting rather interesting. And for the Saints, it's the top of the lineup coming to the plate with two outs. Keating takes the first pitch for a ball, 1-0. I would imagine that Bikey's just staying loose down the bullpen. I think that's who that is probably. Yeah, Ashley Bikey down there warming just up. Just staying loose. One ball, no strikes. Byron winds and fires. Swung on, chopped toward Palazzo, but foul. Count even to one and one. She was in good position because if it had been fair, she would have had it. Kayla Byron previously this season had tossed a a six-hit shutout versus USC Buford with two walks and four strikeouts, probably one of her best performances of the season. That one misses off the plate. Field thrown down to second. Tag applied by Holsey, and she's retired. Ashford has never had a chance to get that running game going. They finally get a base runner with two outs in the sixth as Bergeson's thrown out at second by Alicia Fields. Which means she still could face the minimum number of batters. Caught stealing at second is out number three. Byram has faced the minimum through six. We head to the final frame. George Gwinnett on the verge of history here on the Grizzly Digital Network. Hi, Grizzly fans. This is Ned Colgrove, Assistant Athletics Director for External Operations. Right now is the time for you to join us inside the Grizzly Club. Your tax-deductible contributions will go towards scholarship opportunities, travel expenses, championships, and student-athlete development. Plus, you'll have exclusive offers for game tickets and inside events. Your support truly makes the difference as we develop lifelong leaders of character through academic and athletic excellence. Join the Grizzly Club today. Go Grizzlies! Softball fans, if you like what you saw here today, be sure to check out the on-demand tab of the Grizzly Digital Network, all live broadcasts are archived for your viewing pleasure. If you love what you saw here today, you can purchase a copy of today's broadcast on DVD. Fill out the DVD order form will mail it straight to your home. Capture your favorite moments of the 2015 AII Tournament on DVD forever. Visit the multimedia tab on grizzlyathletics.com. That one misses just off the corner, or does it? Bent back over the plate. Good pitch for Nicole Smith. I want to say welcome and hello to all the children and grandkids of the current players in this game that are watching on DVD. Because that's who's going to see this, John. There you go. 0-1. Maybe at a future wedding ceremony, they'll show it to... That's a shout-out for you, Clay. A shout-out to somebody that doesn't even exist on this planet yet. A future shout-out. One ball, one strike. That one's good forever. One ball, one strike. Back to the future four. Yeah. Half coat. Digs into the left side. Swings at this one and fouls it straight back. Hathcote was at the plate when Frones was 
unfortunately thrown out at second base. Well, into the seventh inning, this is where you've said it all the way through this tournament, some of the hardest outs right here. So Nicole Schmidt kicks and fires. Hathcote looks out for a ball. It's now even at two and two. Not a good day for the Saints to go marching in. Over at the Grizzly Baseball Complex, George Gwinnett taking care of Ashford as well over there. Two-two. Hathcote pops this one up and out of play left side. The young people out there on their scooters. Count even at two and two. I tell you, Nicole Schmidt, uh, just an incredible pitcher. She looks the same right now as the very first inning she pitched. Just the consistency is amazing. 2-2 comes in. Hathcote throws the bat at it. Coming over from first and now dropping it in the infield between the shortstop. And now nobody's covering the bag at second. And Hathcote never stopped. Another defensive mistake for Ashford. Hathcote cashes in for two bags. And the Grizzlies have a runner in scoring position with nobody out in the top of the seventh. Last chance to add some insurance runs. And what a better way to do it than get the leadoff runner aboard. I believe Ellistad had the uh, had that one ready to call. She called it, and Bergerson came in and tried to call her off. Right at the last second. Confusion and a high sun. Tough call for Clay Trainum. I agree, Clay. It's an error, but who do you give that to? Shortstop there, and there's a pop-up butt from Heinemann. Diving effort by Elstad. She'll make the catch. And that's out number one in the seventh. Yeah, tough play there as uh, you just go ahead and let the first baseman make the catch. She's, she's uh, right under it, and Ferguson called her off, however. We got a intentional walk here, it looks like. Yeah, we've seen this happen yesterday, and at first glance, John, it really threw me off balance. I had no idea what was coming with the second baseman behind the bag at second, the shortstop and the first baseman about five feet from home plate, and they just come running right at the hitter as the ball's coming to the plate. And it kind of freaked me out yesterday, but then I realized after the first pitch it was an intentional walk, and this is just their, well, I've never heard of it, but an intentional walk defense, so to speak. Make sure there's no pass ball, wild, wild pitch. But you know what's interesting to me, though? If there is a wild pitch, Hathcote's still going to run and take third. Yeah, it's only going to be a, I don't know what it would be if it just bounces off the catch. I don't know. It's kind of redundant, but whatever the case may be, Littlefield will drop the bat, trot on down to first, take the second intentional walk of the tournament in two days. Two runners on for the clutch, Mary Burke. Burke will dig into the left side. Burke yesterday, three for six versus Ashford with three RBIs and two runs scored at the game-tying RBI in the 10th. And today, she's one for three with an RBI double. Swings at the first pitch she sees. And I tell you right now, John, if things end this way, you and I have a tough job of deciding who's going to be the MVP of this tournament. Wow. Whether it's Kayla Byram, Mary Burke, or even Haley Thompson, who's Played really well in the last three days. Well, and, and three more outs here. Well, Burke, two more outs. Slices this one to left. It'll be in the cages. Might see some more offensive action right here. She's right on those pitches. I think if Byron's no hitter or perfect game had made it through this one, I think that's a little bit of a 
That's a clincher right there. Yeah, and excuse me, I'll take that MVP. But if it's down offensively to Burke or Thompson, I mean, again, here's the silly part. You look at Cassie Littlefield's number the last three days, they're just as good as any of the others, but it's almost as if you expect that out of Cassie Littlefield. But it's Burke and Thompson have really elevated their game this week and why the Grizzlies are in this situation they're at. Championship game, ahead by three, only needing three outs in the bottom of the seventh to clinch the schools. The program's first postseason championship. Well, and going back to Byram, of course, we'll wait and see what happens in the bottom of the inning, but this Ashford team came in from a game with 17 hits. Mm-hmm. They are, were batting 456 as a team in this tournament, yeah. including against Gwinnett, and she's held them to one hit. Yeah. One ball, two strikes. Schmidt winds and fires. Burke, good eye there. Things are even at two and two. Hathcote and Littlefield on the base path. Both have the nitrous ready to tack on the turbo and get around that horn. Two balls, two strikes. Schmidt kicks and fires. Burke pop up. Shallow shortstop. Bergson will make the catch, and that's out number two. Third base umpire signifying the infield fly and echoed in by the home plate umpire. Two outs, two runners on for Abby Holsey. Schmidt still continuing to do a good job of pitching as well. Holsey first pitch swing and slams one in the center. One hops to shorts the center fielder and Giedi who comes up and throws a strike. Even the speedy half code had to get the stop sign from Eilenberg and a heck of a pick and throw who looked like a shortstop out there in center field in Giedi. Yes, that was a short hop for sure. She was throwing the ball before, I believe, before Hathcock got to third base. So now the bases will be loaded and two outs for Alicia Fields. And this is a big at-bat in the inning. Again, Ashford will have... The top of the lineup, one, two, and three do up in the bottom of the seventh and down three runs. This would be a nail in the coffin if Fields could deliver a base hit. But if Schmidt can get out of this bases loaded two-out jam in the top of the seventh, she'll give her an offense a chance in the bottom half. One ball, no strikes. Fields digs into the right side. Got a hitter's count at 1-0. Schmidt winds and fires. Inside pitch in there for a strike. Good pitch by Schmidt. That's where Byram has dominated all day long today. Talking about some positive and positive thinking. You've got Yepsen going down to warm up. <laughs> Just to stay loose. In case Ashford does win this game, she'll need to be ready for the if necessary one. Potentially 1-1. Fields fouls this one. Toward the Grizzly Athletics Complex. That'll land on the roof. No windows were harmed in the making of that foul ball. Just waiting to see if it'd go all the way across. Looks like it's up on the roof. James Taylor's up there singing. Nice. One ball, one strike. Schmidt fires in. Allen misses away. Now it's two and two. Fields. Today versus Smith is 0 for 3 with a pair of pop-ups in the center. Now 
Knows she'll get something to hit here. Base is loaded. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Schmidt delivers. Fields rolls this one over. Count even again, two and two. And you got to realize, too, Schmidt would have been out of this inning if it hadn't been for the mix-up on that pop-up. Mm -hmm. So any of these runs that come across are unearned. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Bases loaded, Schmidt versus Fields. Here comes the pitch. Swung on. This one's fouled up and out of play to the right side. That one's also on the roof. We get a redo at two and two. Volume two. Interesting. I don't know if I've seen the Grizzlies all year long tip the pitches at second base with a hitter at the plate. And I saw Littlefield do it for the first time. I don't know if uh, Alicia asked for that or if uh, Fields just took it upon herself 2-2. This one's fouled back to the netting, and that time Littlefield didn't do it. And, John, I've learned in my times covering softball, it's not, a, it's not like an unwritten rule in baseball if you're tipping the pitches in baseball, where you're going to get somebody hurt, softball is kind of understood. They're not. They're not against it. I don't. Yeah. Some teams may see it different than others, but it's actually a common practice. Sometimes yep. there may be a secretive sign, but that time Littlefield wanted to make no doubt about it. It was out over the plate. And you've got a catcher up to bat, so she knows. Fields puts this one foul toward third. The bases are still loaded. Fields in a battle with Schmidt. <laughs> well, the battle continues. And so, yeah, I mean, your, your catcher's at the plate batting. She knows what it's all about in the signals, so why not give her a little bit of a heads up, even if it's inside-outside, you know, not necessarily right. the exact pitch. Hey, it's coming inside, it's coming outside. Here comes the pitch again. Field smashes this one. It's a different type of foul ball as that one will land way down in the ravine toward the Grizzly Soccer Complex. Like one of my golf shots going into a ravine. <laughs> out of bounds. That one's not only OB, <laughs> but you're going to get that one back either. Let's, let's tee up another one. Yep. Two balls, two strikes. Half code at third. Littlefield at second. Holsey at first. Fields is the hitter. Schmidt's the pitcher. Fouled off again. The battle continues. Another double digit at bat coming on the way for Alicia Fields. Had another one of these earlier in the day. The battle was won by Byram versus Biddo. Biddo hit a ground ball right back to Byram. See if the Grizzlies can win this attack as well. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Base is loaded. Schmidt fires in. Swung on. Sharp base hit to the left side. Hathcote comes in the score. Here comes the throw from left. Littlefield slides in safely. Throw back to third, not in time. The Grizzlies tack on two in the top of the seventh. And the Grizzlies smell blood in the water. Well, they cut off there by Ellison. I think it was a good play. I think that was... Smart move. She tried to get the runner third, but uh, wow, you got to say what an at bat! 12, 13 hits, six in a row. Goodness. So, so Holsey ends up at third, pushed over by Fields's single, advances second on the throw. Hathcote comes in the score as well as Littlefield. Grizzlies leading five to nothing, and unfortunately, that's a uh, exit stage right for one of the best pitchers in this conference. And that's a, a nice round of applause here from the fans, mostly of the Ashford faithful. But believe it or not, there's a standing ovation from the fans in green and gray for that AI Pitcher of the Year. They understand good pitching when they see it, and that's number four right there in yellow. Absolutely. And, and reminder that 
both those runs uh, unearned and should have been out of the inning already. We'll stay right here with you as we're in the top of the seventh inning. A two-out, ten-pitch at bat. Alicia Field comes through with a two-RBI single that scores Hathcote and Littlefield to give the Grizzlies a 5 to nothing lead. And now a pitching change for Ashford, and this will bring in Shelby Epson, a freshman out of Granville, Illinois. John, you saw her throw earlier today. She does. Uh, you, you will watch her, and you'll think a little bit about um, Nicole Schmidt. You'll think, uh, you know, she's been watching the All-American or the All-Conference player, and she's learned from her, and you watch her. She has the same demeanor, the same style, whether that's the pitching coach or whether it's just watching one of your fellow players. And I can tell you from my days long ago in college, I learned just as much or more from watching the players who are ahead of me as I did from the coaches because they know how to, they know what to do and they're watching what they do. Yepsen has learned her lumps as a freshman this year, but she is definitely the future and definitely has an opportunity to fill the void of Nicole Schmidt in a couple years. A 6.58 ERA, a 6-4 and four record, her 23rd appearance of the season, and her ninth out of the bullpen. 78 innings pitched in total. She's given up a lot of hits, 153, but not a lot of earned runs, 74. 34 walks and 34 strikeouts. The opponent's bet 383 versus the right-handed pitcher, and this is just going to be a class example here for Coach Kevin Jonas to get some experience for her young player, for his young player in a championship type game in a championship atmosphere. Well, and she went three innings against the Jaguars, the number two seed earlier, and they didn't score. She held them at bay, so see if we have a runner going out at second base. Indeed, we do. We're going to have a pinch runner for Alicia Field. She'll be greeted by a heck of a high five by the Grizzlies there outside the dugout. So a new runner is uh, Melissa Kedzie up at second base. Umpire reporting that change. So Yepsen did a, a fine job against the Jaguars, and I'm sure this whole experience of playing in this tournament has, has been so valuable for her. Schmidt, a junior, as you mentioned, but always good to have that other pitcher, as the Grizzlies can attest, to come back to. Two outs. She'll face Haley Thompson. Thompson went yard in her last at bat over the left field wall. One for two here today. One ball, no strikes. Thompson takes that one. Got even a one and one. I'll throw a crazy question out at you, too. Now, this would it be possible that uh, Bikey might come in and pitch the last inning just to be a part Ooh. of the championship? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't think there's a, any sentimental value there. Bikey just a junior. Right, right. Byram is the senior, so I think it's only I'd appropriate. Let her finish it out. I think it's only appropriate. I mean, one out. I mean, they're giving up one hit through six things of work against the best offensive hitting team in this tournament. I let think, her run it on out. I think she runs back out there. I think Bikey went down there with the three-run lead to get warmed up for the if necessary game. I've learned a lot in these softball doubleheaders that um, the pitcher for game two will go down there and warm up a lot sooner than what uh, what normally expected. That is strike three looking for Haley Thompson. Everybody in the ballpark called that a ball two, except for the home put umpire, and that's what the call that matters the most. So Yespin comes in, gets some experience with a strikeout looking to Haley Thompson. We go to the bottom of the seventh. The Grizzlies, three outs from glory. 
here on the Grizzly Digital Network. The Georgia Gwinnett Grizzlies compete in the heart of Gwinnett County in Metro Atlanta. The Grizzlies currently field six teams and compete at the state-of-the-art Grizzly Athletics Complex. Georgia Gwinnett College is transforming higher education and celebrating 10 years since its charter class in 2005. As you plan your next trip to see the Grizzlies, log on to grizzlyathletics.com and select the Visitor's Guide. From driving directions to local points of interest and a listing of our proud sponsors, log on to grizzlyathletics.com. vehicle ready for the hot summer months wayne and michelle at gunn automotive will take care of any concerns about your car gunn automotive is your official napa auto care center in lawrenceville visit them online at gunnautomotive.com who's been automatic today is inside that center circle for the grizzlies the senior at a statham georgia with the gunner mentality with that right arm has mowed down this ashford lineup with 18 up and 18 down. She gave up a hit in the sixth, so it's the back of the top of the lineup after Bergeson was caught stealing. Peyton Geating digs into the left side. First pitch in there for a strike. 0-1. Didn't miss a beat. Coming right back at him. Byram looking into Fields as Fields is looking into the dugout for the signs. Now she gets it, delivers the message, and... Byram delivers the ball. Chopper up the middle. Holsey takes the funny hop. Quick throw over to first. In time. Out number one. <laughs> Very close play down at first. Umpire right on top of it. One out. Nobody on for the two hole. And Allie Clayson. So Littlefield diving out there. Keeping the foot on the bag, though. Ashford hitting 332 as a team on the season, averaging 6.2 runs per contest. They have come here to the championship game and only mustered up one hit and no runs versus Caleb Byram. Grizzlies have five runs on nine hits and no errors defensively. It's been clean softball all the way around, John, here in the championship game. That's always what you want to see. Absolutely. Just the one miscue last inning. There's a spank to the left. So, again, Clayson gets on the base path, and we talked about it all tournament long. Top of the lineup is ultra-athletic and ultra-dangerous for the Sashford squad, and all the Saints are trying to do, all Coach Kevin Johnson is trying to do is get Spyu and Hobelman to the plate with the game on the line. Clayson's over at first. Bido's the hitter, digs into the left side. First pitch. This is low and away for a ball, 1-0. Big play last inning was the throw out at second base or maybe the inning before that, but the caught stealing was really big because that's the bread and butter of this team. Any sign of hope would have been a race there. 1-0, swing and a miss from Bido, make it 1-1. One one. Grizzlies lead 5 to nothing in the bottom of the seventh. 
believe that was Bergeson who was thrown out at second on the steal. Live ball misses upstairs. Make it two and one. That one's in there for a strike, two and two. Great pitch there as it comes across the outside corner, right around the knees, 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Fire him, lines and fires. That one misses up and away for a ball. It's now three and two. Three balls, two strikes, and one out. Payoff pitch. Byron working on Biddo. Here it comes. Swung on, popped up and out of play to the right side. We get to redo it three and two. Everybody holding their breath on each pitch. You would think it's a one-run lead. Everybody's... So tense. Always looking for the last three outs of the contest. Strike three looking on the outside corner. Byram goes to her bread and butter with that curve ball that bends back over the outside part of the plate to the left-handed hitters. Strikeout number three for Caleb Byram is the harder out of the inning. And the Grizzlies one out away from their first AII championship. This may be the hardest out of the entire tournament right here as you see not only the last possible last out, but it's Spahew, great hitter. First pitch to Spayu misses up and away for a ball, 1-0. Again, that tying run buried deep in the Ashford dugout. Can't be afraid to go right at number 30 for the Saints. 1-0. Now it moves the feet and actually hit the feet of Spayu, the designated player. So a hit by pitch will extend the frame for Ashford. Clayson moves up in the second. Spayu moves on down to first. Coach Janish will get a pinch runner for sure over at first for Holbelman. Again, bottom of the seventh, two outs. Ashford down to their last at-bat. Looks like Shouldis will be running. And uh, there's no player in this tournament who's received more walks, <laughs> been hit more than Spahu, possibly a move. But even there, they, she didn't play as many games. So just reaching base consistently spy Hughes Hoveman another good hitter so while Coach Johnish was making the change pitching coach for the Grizzlies Alexa Dadkos makes a trip out there just to make sure everybody's on the same sheet of music because this will be a sweet sweet song to sing with one more out two outs Byram looks into the middle fields. Shelby Hobelman standing away. First pitch swung on, hit in the center. Long way for Heineman to go. Makes the, the running catch, and the championship glory goes to the Grizzlies. It's a dog pile, a deep shortstop as Georgia Gwinnett Grizzly softball will win the first ever female AII Conference Championship. Cat Islandberg squad has done it. 
champions off the field, champions on the field. Your 2015 AII winners reside in Lawrenceville. Smiles all around for the green and gray. Caleb Byram leads the way. Throws a two-hit shutout. Complete game victory as Byram, the senior, does exactly what Cat Eilenberg has talked about all year long in defending the fortress. 26 wins and just two losses on the season right here at this field. They shake him up in true champions of character sportsmanship. Ashford has nothing to hang their heads about here, John, as they have turned more heads in Lawrenceville than any other team. Well, first of all, a big tribute to them. They came in and they went to work right away. They've not let up. They came into this game batting 456 and a stellar effort by Byram to shut them down. But uh, just uh, 17 hits earlier today, they've come through the hardest way through that loser's bracket and done a fantastic job. Coach Johnish and his team, uh, no reason to hang their heads. at a great group. And Schmidt, obviously, great pitcher as well. We've got a lot to get to here. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll have the complete post-game wrap-up championship ceremony and celebration. We'll have head coach Cat Eilenberg up here on the broadcast as well. Sit back, relax, grab you something to drink. We've got a good one for you here for the remainder of this presentation. John, before we get to the trophies, I want to reiterate this point for Ashford. Part of the AII, Coach uh, Johnish here has come to Lawrenceville and that win versus Cal State San Marcos two days ago, not only was the best win in program history for this uh, short-lived tenured head coach, but it's his 25th career coaching win in the Saints uniform, and so, or excuse me, in his career, and now the Ashford program, very fortunate to have him as their head coach. As so many times I've said as a cliche covering these teams that a coach has the team pointed in the right direction. That's not even fair to say for Coach Kevin Johns. That team is really, really good over there. They surprised a lot of folks. They'll return the AII Pitcher of the Year next year, and they'll be forced to reckon with in wherever conference or affiliation they decide to play for next well, year. And yes, of course, and, and 250 wins, I believe, said is just unbelievable. And you've got a pitcher, a junior that's coming back. You're you're bringing up. You're doing it the right way. You're bringing in some freshmen. Let them get some, get their feet wet in this competition. Yep, some actually plays in the championship game for an inning. And so uh, these players, they know what to do. Even like you said, backing up the intentional, just having a plan. And of course, Ashford will be a force to be reckoned with. So great job by Coach Johnish and his team. Unfortunately, I think their season will come to a close. They're too far back in the coaches' poll, not on anybody else's radar. So the chances of them needing an at-large bid to the national championship are very, very scarce, almost non-existent. But again, the girls in gold over there has nothing to be ashamed about. They have come to Lawrenceville and proven themselves worthy. Now for the George Gwinnett Grizzlies. <laughs> John, uh, I got a fascinating stat for you here. Coach Eilenberg oh. gets the water cool treatment. I love it. Oh. As that is the first women's conference championship in Georgia Gwinnett Athletics history. We've got the number one <laughs> tennis team in the country. We've got a tennis national championship. Yet this championship here will be the first AI trophy on the female side for uh, Grizzly Athletics. You know what's funny about it? I don't know if we have that on, on video, but uh, 
Is it her father-in-law that she coaches? He was in. I think he was coordinating the effort there to get that Gatorade on top of the coach. And so again, uh, coach uh, gets the Gatorade treatment and a great hug there. Good moment there. That's a mayor of Lawrenceville, uh, <laughs> Judy Jordan Johnson, and so a huge supporter of Grizzly athletics and a great, uh, uh, great, great moment there as well as. Uh, the ladies lining up here for the post-game championship uh, presentation. We'll bring it all to you here in just a moment. Out of respect, Ashford toes the line. Grizzlies cannot wait to get that hardware on their hands that you see right there on your screen. A lot of accolades coming their way for sure. As we see the two teams lined up, they have... They have great respect for one another. There have been times yesterday and today it's been a little bit tense on the ball field. But when that game's over, everybody shakes hands. You saw Coach Johnish give uh, Cassidy Littlefield a big hug, knowing that she was a big part of this championship for Gwinnett. And so the both teams now awaiting the presentations. And your guest here with, earlier, Ted Bryant, he's going to shake every hand of every player as he comes down through that line. And so, again, uh, we're just waiting on some uh, housekeeping items. We're cleaning up for the all-tournament team. We've got individual awards to be handed out here in just a moment. There's a great scene there down all the way at the far line. You see John Eilenberg, assistant coach, Alexa Datko. And if we can get to Cat Eilenberg there in the shot, she's actually uh, holding the, the popular daughter, and uh, Lily Cat Elizabeth there joining on the celebration as well. And uh, it's just a great moment all the way around for Grizzly fans all over the country that have watched this broadcast all year. A lot of them came in for senior day, got a chance to shake a lot of the parents' hands and meet them. Had a chance to meet Alyssa Hathcoat's dad earlier uh, this afternoon too, coming all the way down from Indiana. They've been here for the tournament and just wonderful things to say. And, and folks, from the bottom of my heart, for whatever it's worth, I know you guys appreciate me, but, man, you guys are awesome. I really appreciate all, all of you tuned in here all season long, and uh, this is the reason we do it, this moment right here. Man, it's amazing, too. The You know, you see the little child there in the coach's hands. That's, that's old Lily Cat. Everybody that's knows where it, Lily Cat. That's where it starts. Think of these players when they were that age, getting a little glove at Christmas or uh, getting a little softball and, and coming through and, and then uh, starting playing at those young ages and now – here we go. We're we're looking at a national championship team. Great shot of uh, Ted Bridenthal. Conference championship team. Great great shot of Ted Bridenthal there. The AI commissioner who he had early on the broadcast handled himself very well. Uh, looking forward to uh, having him here all week. Also a part of the AI baseball championship as well. And he'll do some some uh, he'll have some uh, hardware to hand out as we're uh, moments away from getting here underway as. Uh, we uh, literally tallying the votes together for the all-tournament and MVP as we turn things over to Clay Trainum, our public address announcer, for the AI Championship Trophy presentation. All right. First off, we're going to begin with our all-tournament team for the AII Softball Championship. First off, from British Columbia, Shayla Kaplan. From Kentucky Christian, Caitlin Miller. 
from Cal State San Marcos, both Devin Vanderhoff and Olivia Lucatorto. From Houston, Victoria, Madison Garza and Savannah Campos Reyes. And from runner-up Ashford, Sierra Spahu, Shelby Hobelman, and Nicole Schmidt. And from Georgia Gwinnett, Cassidy Littlefield. Alicia Fields. Kayla Byram. And your most outstanding player, Mary Burke. Now it's time to recognize the runner-up for today's softball championship, the Ashford Saints. And here are your champion Grizzlies. Number double zero, Tori Heineman. Number one, Abby Holsey. Number two, Brittany Bruns. Number four, Ashley Bikey. Number five, Haley Thompson. Number seven, Melissa Kedzie. Number eight, Ashley Simmons. Number 10, Alicia Fields. Number 11, Katie Lang. Number 12, Cassidy Littlefield. Number 13, Chelsea Patterson. Number 14, Jordan Phones. Number 18, Savannah Burkheiser. Number 22, Brittany Taylor. Number 23, Alyssa Hathcote. Number 24, Kayla Byram. Number 33, Rachel Stallman. Number 44, Nikki Miller. And number 88, Chelsea Palazzo. And your coaches, John Eilenberg. And Mary Burke, obviously, the most outstanding player for the tournament.
And your coaches, John Eilenberg, Alexa Datko, and Kat Eilenberg. And now for the team trophy presentation. For the first time in school history, your Georgia Gwinnett Grizzlies are AII champions. Great scene here from Lawrenceville, Georgia, as the glory goes to the Grizzlies. They have won the AI championship for the first time in softball history. As that the trophy will reside here at the Grizzly Athletics Complex. As um, there's a great shot of all of it right there. Josh Wright working hard down there on the field. That's a beautiful team shot there for all to see. For the green and gray, your 2015 AII softball champions as they have punched their ticket to the NAI opening round. Folks, I have no earthly idea where they will go for the national tournament, but all you need to know is we're not done playing softball today. We will keep playing. They will keep holding those number one fingers up for as long as possible. So Sean Gillespie there, hand him a banner too as well. That'll make for an even better picture. We'll have Cat Eilenberg, head coach, and tournament MVP Mary Burke to shortly follow. There's just a great sight for all to snap around. Great job by our entire cast and crew from Lawrenceville, Georgia. Could not be any prouder of this team. And what they have done, not only off the field, the accomplishments on the field now match it as well. Couple of championships for Cal Eilenberg and her team. Hugs all the way around here, and this will be a celebration that will go on for quite some time here for the Grizzlies. So I think another bucket treatment's coming here too. Give Josh a heads up. As they're going to try to sneak up on Coach again. As Chelsea Palazzo and Katie Lang are now playing the evil eye. Trying to creep up on either Coach Dadko or Coach Eilenberg. Oh, I think Coach Dadko's going to get it. She's not ready. Even the Mater's getting involved in this little bit here. Go, Chelsea. Go, Katie. Let's go. She's not looking. Go, go, go. Don't wait. Oh, they're waiting too long. They're going to ruin it. Go. The mayor's in the way. She's going to have to be a victim here. What are they waiting on? Coach Dadko distracted from behind. Palazzo and Katie, they're hesitating. And now they get her. They almost waited too long. 
but Coach Datko gets the cooler treatment as well. Coach I, you better be careful. You're next. Two coaches, two coolers. You better hide the rest of them. So another great picture there. This time in front of the scoreboard. We're going to have to frame that one there, Sean. What do you think? Be a good one. Grizzlies are the three seed headed here to the AI tournament. Got able to host it for the second time in two years. Now they have been crowned champions, have earned their respect. They feel like they have deserved for quite some time. The championship pictures, Rod, Tom, a couple of parents down there as well. Again, I'm Matt Mahoney. Glad to have everybody aboard here. We're not going anywhere. We'll get final thoughts from Cat Eilenberg and Mary Burke. Up here in the press box as well. Glad to have everybody aboard here. And this, this picture is just not going to get old here. Pictures all the way around. They're trying to get Elizabeth involved there. You see Elizabeth running out to mom's arms. Encouraged by dad. That's Mark Eilenberg. Cat's husband. Little encouragement. Not even two years old, and she's won her first championship. Bright future there for Lily Cat. She's a main stage and a fixture on Grizzlies Live. Always uh, dropping in on the far in the uh, in the background. Now they throw up the one. This will be a good one here. Not a bad sight in Lawrenceville. Not in your wildest dreams, you ever picture that picture there. You work toward it, you get up at 6 a.m., you work the long hours of practice for that picture right there. It's always better than what you dreamed and imagined. Again, folks, we won't go anywhere. We'll have post-game wrap-up from head coach Cat Eilenberg and tournament MVP Mary Burke in just a moment here. Mary Burke does a great job here in this tournament. Comes up clutch more than once. I think she had, what, nine, eight hits on the tournament, John? Pretty impressive performance for the two-hole hitter that was the one-two punch for that Grizzly lineup at the top right behind Cassidy Littlefield. And again, the glory goes to the Grizzlies by a final score of five to nothing. We'll get uh, Mary Burke on here first, followed by... Head coach Cat Eilenberg again. Our entire cast and crew from Lawrenceville, Georgia. Phenomenal job, as always, for Colin Wilson. Josh Wright down there on the field working the camera. And Mary Burke down there on the field as well. Both uh, both our interviewees on the way. Jordan Parker making that happen as well. So they're on the way here. Don't go anywhere, folks. Be here in uh, just a moment. Coach, congratulations. I want to talk to Mary first, if that's all right. All right, come on in, Mary. Put that in. Jordan, come on in. So we'll be joined now just uh, temporarily. And again, big thanks to all of our friends, family, and alumni tuning here live on our website at grizzlyathletics.com. It's been a, a great week for the Grizzlies in total. 
And so uh, we are joined now by our AII Tournament MVP in Mary Burke. Mary, congratulations. Thank you. In your wildest dreams, did you ever think, A, you would win this tournament, and B, you'd be the MVP? Uh, no, not at all. Um, I knew my team was going to, you know, come out. Um, oh, gosh, I'm just speechless. It's speechless. I know. <laughs> it's a feeling like none other. This morning when you woke up, what was the feeling? What was the thought that ran through your head when you first woke up this morning? Winning. That's it. I just wanted to win. And we pulled it off. Is it safe to admit today there's a different feeling? As much as you want to treat it like a normal game, but when you got to the ballpark, there was already a buzz in the area. You had some leftover from Ashford the day before. You're going to play him again. What was the stomach doing like leading up the first pitch today? Um, I wasn't nervous at all, really. Uh, when we saw them last night, you know, they're a really good team, and but I just knew our team was better, and we were just going to come out and, and beat them. There's one behind you there, Coach Eilenberg. She's always talking about energy. How in the world did you guys have any energy at all today after the 10-inning game yesterday? Oh, I, I have no idea. <laughs> we were screaming our heads off, but we were cheering no matter what. Yesterday, you come to the plate. You're down a run, two outs, got a runner in scoring position, and you come up big again for this team. Did it help? Did you draw from the Agnes Scott experiences, and, and what was your mentality at the plate? Um, I just... I just wanted to hit the ball, and I knew that she was going to pitch me outside, so I tried to go with everything and just try to hit it. <laughs> Great approach. People are looking forward to tonight, the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight, but the best one-two <laughs> punch today was you and Littlefield at the top of the lineup there. You guys have things going there. How do you guys feed off each other? When she gets on, my job is just to move her over, and that's what I try to do every time. So you got two outs here in this ball game, five to nothing lead. Ball gets in the left center field. It's in the air. What were you thinking when the ball was caught by Tori, and who was the first person you hugged? Uh, I, I have no idea. We all just kind of <laughs> ran in there. It was kind of just crazy, but I knew she was going to catch it, and it was just a great feeling. Well, Mary, uh, I won't keep you any longer here. Um, I, I want to finish on this note here. Mary Burke, a 2015 AI Conference Championship. How does that sound? Oh, it sounds great. Wonderful. Congratulations Thank again. Thank you so much. I know you got a ton of people tuned back in. <laughs> Say some hi to some folks back home. Um, shout out to my family. Jesse, I love you. Um, just the 912 and Shira. <laughs> Mary, great job is here. Your AI tournament MVP and Mary Burke. Great job as always for her. Top of the lineup here as uh, the Grizzlies get it done by a final score again of 5 to nothing as uh, we'll drag along the head to softball coach Kat Eilenberger. Mary, great job. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. As uh, we're joined uh, by head coach. Coach, a little wet there. What happened? A, a sudden shower. Pop-up shower. You know Georgia. You know who to blame for Pop that? Pop-up right? shower from a red cloud that yeah. had Powerade written on it. You know who to blame for that, right? Coach I. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He, he orchestrated mine and Coach Datko's, and well. I'm pretty sure the man who worked the hardest on the field is the driest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, a great job on all your staff here today in this tournament, but this team here. Um, what was the last thing you told your team leaving the ballpark yesterday, and what was the message you delivered to them this morning? I mean, really, I tried to be consistent. Defend the fortress. You you just come back to work tomorrow and defend the fortress. We've built this little idea about what the field is to our program, and we certainly defended it today. And I uh, actually have to give credit to uh, our newest head coach and the Grizzly staff, Chris Coons, because he <laughs> tweeted me, uh, play the game, not the moment. And I read that, and I went, oh, my gosh, 
Absolutely. So I said it to the team probably 20 times before we played today. Because at times, coaches can feel helpless in these games. Because yeah. all you can do is fill out a lineup, put it in your back pocket, and at best you wave your right arm at yeah. third. What, what is the feeling for you during the game here, mowing right along through four innings right. and nobody scored? Well, when I didn't see us making big adjustments, we made a little adjustment there in the fourth and getting Jordan thrown out at the plate. Um, there were a couple parts to that that I thought they kind of obstructed us a little bit. Sure. So I was a little frustrated. But as soon as we got those two hits that inning, I went, nope, we're locked in. And I felt really good. And my own nerves that I kind of had might have settled a little bit because I, I saw the focus that those hitters had with Jordan and Alyssa and even Tori. I mean, she came out today and had the biggest hit of her, her tournament. Absolutely. It's got to settle the nerves a little bit with Kayla Byram, how well she pitched today. Talk about her performance. Well, and she knew last night she was getting the ball today, and so we really went at it with, listen, we're defending the fortress. You've got a great staff behind you. This is your ball game. I know she wanted the ball yesterday, and she was really hungry to be in that situation. And she looked at me, and she goes, Coach, I won a national championship. I'm going to win us an AII championship. And I kind of went to bed thinking, wow, all right, well, my pitcher's pretty confident, so I better hope that all 19 are behind her with that. Indeed, that's what happened here today. Grizzlies win the championship by a final score of 5 to nothing here, and our season is not done. We are going to that NAI national championship. How long have you thought about that premise, and now yeah. it becomes a reality? I'll tell you, I think I interviewed January 30th, 2012, and I'll never forget Coach Romdahl telling me, you'll win a national championship here. I thought, that man is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, and <laughs> there's no chance in three years. But the way that my staff is built, the way that the team is built, we recruited, recruited, recruited with that mentality. We don't have to be champions, but we're going to be a quality team, and it just it builds itself. Speaking of cuckoo, do you realize you're the first women's AI conference championship we have? Chasing his women's team uh, didn't win the conference championship, went on to win the national championship. You're our first conference championship on the women's well, side. Well, all right. I absolutely – I guess I did know that, but, no, it wouldn't have registered until you said that at all. That's awesome. Well, Another coach, chip for the ladies. Coach, congratulations as always. Thank you. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do not seeing you guys here at home. Uh, Good luck the next absolutely. time we do see you, though. Absolutely. Congratulations. Hey, and big shout-out to John because without John on the field, none of this happens. Thank you, John Eilenberg, for making that field look fantastic. So that'll do it here. We'll finish on that note. The glory goes to the Grizzlies. Your 2015 AII champion resides right here in Lawrenceville for our entire cast and crew. And I say it every time, and I could not mean it even more right now. Half our production crew is over at baseball. The other half is wrapping up this two-camera shoot here. We're going to move everything right over across the street in just a moment. From everyone from all over the world that tuned in here for the AI championship, thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in. That will do it for our entire cast and crew from Lawrenceville, Georgia. I'm Matt Mahoney signing off saying so long, everybody. This is the Grizzly Digital Network. We'd like to thank our corporate sponsors for making today's broadcast possible. You can watch archive broadcasts and feature stories in the on-demand tab of the Grizzly Digital Network. For the most recent information, log on to grizzlyathletics.com. enjoyed this episode please leave us a review on itunes this week's episode has come to an end but the fun doesn't have to stop here if you have any questions suggestions or feedback head over right now to twitter and facebook and like share and get involved join us next time Tell your friends and family about us.